welcome to episode 10 of the Dimensional Cascade podcast, coming at you from the dungeon in Shoreline, Washington. Uh, I am Aiden, and with me today I have... Ricky. And... Tom. Yeah. And today is finally the Wood Elf review. Um, Took our sweet time over it, huh? Yeah, yeah, well, we've been... Let's see, I think we planned this about six times, and I must have told the, the Twitter sphere at least three of those times. <laughs> Um, and so I don't be- I don't think anyone believes that it's actually happening tonight. It's like, yes, the boy who cried Wood Elf one too many times. Yeah, I think best too late than too soon, though. It's true. It's true. Nothing worse than reviewing a book when you don't really I haven't know really much had about a chance it, yeah. to you know lose a lot with the army. Um. <laughs> <laughs> ah, some stories to well, come out later. Yeah, then, maybe. I, yeah well, I did. I did take it to a GT. So it's um, just bitter that I scored higher. It's true <laughs> with your goblins. I'm very bitter about that. Um, okay, uh, so today uh, we've got a little little bit of uh, tournament zone. Uh, we're gonna just uh, cover off the final bits and pieces for Sparkle Party Deathmatch Four, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, and uh, well, maybe we we did do the uh, tournament zone special all about Wet Coast, so we won't cover that today. Um, might mention a very secretive secretive tournament that's happening next year and we'll go into that in another episode um and uh <clears throat> we're also going to have some uh, news and rumors a little bit of uh bits and bobs in there mostly about kickstarters and some interesting ones at the moment but we'll start off with the pit the pit yeah. the pit the pit the pit so this week's pit Again, the heavyweight category. Yep. We've got Durthu, our reigning heavyweight champ. Yeah. Um, now, Durthu, uh, as you may may well remember, um, is flammable. And uh, this this week, or this episode, we've got him up against... We've got a tough challenge for him. Very tough But challenge. he's riding high off that absolute massacring of uh, Golg fag. Yeah. <laughs> so we have Cetra the Imperishable. Cetra the Imperishable is the king of all Tomb Kings. He is a ruthless leader whose thirst for conquest knows no bounds. Cetra's power is far greater than any other Tomb King, and his unyielding will is such that he never needs to return to his sarcophagus to rest. Instead, he chooses to remain awake, the ruler of a devastated land. So, Setra the Imperishable, <laughs> the great king of Nehekara. Mm, is it? So the fluff of Setra, he is like the guy who got the Tomb King started down the whole path of, like, the, this ancient race down the whole path of, like, embalming the dead and being obsessed with death kind of stuff. Is that uh, true? I don't think he was the one that started that. I just think he was the greatest. Okay. And he was also the, because he was the greatest, he was one of the first ones uh, brought back mm. by old, what's his name? The the necromancer. That's, Nagash? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think right. Nagash brought him back. And that's why there's all that enmity between the nah. vampire counts and the tomb kings. I could be wrong on the fluff, but if you no, wake up so, Setra, king of the tomb kings, you're going to have a bad time. Yep. Yeah. He's, yeah. So he became obsessed with unlocking the secrets of immortality. Mm. And so, um, his priests basically, uh, kept, uh, you know, 
tending his his mummification to his tomb after after his death and then uh, that cult kept growing and growing um and then yeah i think nagash kind of came out of that crowd um oh. nagash um yeah i think nagash was he uh th there was like a big rebellion and he raised a whole bunch of skeletons and and eventually um i think they figured out how to I think that cult figured out how to raise Cetra or something along those lines. Sweet. Anyway. All right, let's get into his rules. Let's get into his rules. He he is uh, pretty... He's hefty. He is hefty. He's a pretty such scary... Such a scrawny little, scrawny <laughs> little tomb king. Yeah. yeah and, it's a whole combo of stuff on him that's yeah, going to make dirt It's true. Suffer. It's true. So he's riding on a chariot of the gods, um, which is actually an enchanted item. Uh, four up armor save. Uh, flaming attacks from the impact hits. Um, what uh, what strength is this chariot? Uh, the chariot itself is strength five. Okay, it's the strength Cetra five impact hits. Is the uh, is strength six himself mm -hmm. and weapon skill seven. Um, he's got so he's got the curse, which is a, a kind of army wide um, a special rule, which means he basically explodes when he dies. So if he hasn't killed Durthu in close combat. Uh, and and dies, he might take Durthu with him. Um, he's flammable himself, but that's not going to matter against Durthu. Um, he's got my will be done, which is the um, special Tomb King's rule about you being able to use his weapon skill when he joins a unit. Um, and he's Nehakaran undead, um, so he's unstable, unbreakable, all, all that shenanigans. Uh, I can't march. So, come on. Oh yeah. Well, he's a chariot anyway. He's a, so well, he's a chariot matter. and he's undead. He doubly yeah, can't he doubly can't He's a level one wizard and gets spells from the lore of Nehakara. And uh, let's see. He's got the crown of Nehakara, which doesn't affect this. Um, just means his Nehakara and undead will be done. Stretches to six inches instead of just the unity joints. Um, stuff that's going to be relevant. The scarab brooch of Usurian, which is a talisman giving him a four up ward and magic resistance one. Uh, which is pretty darn nice. And then he's got this magic weapon called the Blessed Blade of Tra, which is... Tra? Tra, <laughs> yeah, silent P. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, hits from that have the flaming attack special rule. Tra reduction. And no armor saves. <laughs> so if he hits Dorothy, he's going to be wounding on fours. And and no armor saves and double wounds because it's flame. It's kind of gross. Also, if he takes one or more wounds, uh, Darthu suffers minus one to hit for the rest of the remaining the rest of the game. Does he have what armor? Does he have uh, any armor? No, he has no armor himself. He but the the the, um, the chariot gives the him chariot a four up. gives him a four up. Well, the chariot has a an armor save of four up, but I don't. Oh, being mounted only gives him um, only gives a six, six, up. six up. Yeah, but he's got the four up the board. chariot. So we got these guys set up 24 inches apart. Mm -hmm. um, I've uh, I've posted up the photos of of these on our brand new Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook, you can see uh, the photos. Uh, they're also on Twitter. Yep, Cetra's uh, looking damn sexy. Cetra does look painted spangy. with the traditional uh, kind of red and turquoise Tomb Kings look. Yeah, yep. it was a lot of very fun. nicely I like done. That color scheme. It was yeah. a lot of fun to do. But you know, he does look kind of puny compared to Dorothy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dorthu is enormous. Yeah, and intimidating. Like Dorthu's sword is bigger than Cetra. 
But in the, the <laughs> thing sure. is when Cetra came out, that was pretty much the biggest model of yeah. the game at that mm-hmm. time, yeah. besides like maybe a Stegodon. Or Which something. is like, what, 12 years ago now? Yeah. Maybe, something like that. Yeah. So it, it's pretty, it's very awesome to see the difference in scale that they're getting out yeah. of models now. Things just keep getting bigger. I know. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's, it's so epic. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So I'm going to be rolling for Dirt Thu. And I'm rolling for Cetra, so I guess first of all I need to. I'm a level one wizard, right? You're so I gotta have a spell. So oh, you're a level have to, one. Yeah. yeah, you both yeah. have. Spells. I don't know anything about the lore of Nehakara. Nehakara. Roll a dice, and I'll tell you what's going on. I've got a five. Here we go. Number five, Usekps Incantation of Desiccation. Sounds good. It's cast on an eleven plus. You're already pretty dry. It is pretty good, actually. It's cast on an eleven plus. Okay. That's a hex. With a range of 24. Target unit has minus one strength and minus one toughness until the start of the caster's next magic phase. Okay. Ooh, that's really or you good. can boost it to D3 on a 22 plus. What's the signature for signature, this Signature, uh, you cast it and you get to make another move as if it was the remaining move subphase. Oh, so I can't charge. So no. screw it. All right, I'll keep this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Like, All right. <clears throat> Dirt Dude. Darthu, come on, Darthu, get that savage beast. I'm just going to dimensional cascade. <laughs> that is going to be awesome. All right, Darthu rolls three, which is Amber Spear. Mm, I'm going nice to yeah. keep that one. Yeah. yeah, I would. This is going to be a shootout. Yeah. <laughs> pew, pew. All right. So let's roll for first turn. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Okay. Set forgets a two. And Dirthu on a three goes right. first. All right, Dirthu's up first. All right, so I am move five, 24 inches apart. Let's see, I can't get in range of my lamentation. So. <laughs> Just massive amber spear. Let's see. Yeah, probably. You've got an eight inch move, so charge 20. I'm going to give you, I'll give you, I'm going to move forward five. All right. And then, okay. and then I'll roll for Winds of Magic. Yeah, Winds of Magic. He's just going to move back next turn. Nine. I'm not going to move back. Nine against it's six. Against, it's against the rules in the, uh, in in the, the pit. pit. Yeah, you can't that's... move back. Oh, come on. I'd move back. <laughs> you would. I'm a goblin. You would. Goblin and Skaven player. All right. So I got nine dice. I only got one spell, so I'm going to six dice it. Why not? Do it. He's going, man. He's yeah. going into the void right well, here. you know what? If the spell goes off... <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, I guess you got a four up board. That's not good. Amber Spear, six dice. And I do not miscast. Ooh, All right, so good. I got a nine, and a nine is 18, and a four is 22, plus one, 23. All right, I'm throwing six. Go for it. Ooh. Oh, I think he stopped it. Ooh, oh, that's close. Uh, um, I've got 16, 18, 21, 22, 23. Oh, yeah. brutal. Damn All straight. Right. All right. Uh, All right. My turn. You're out of range of my shooting attacks. So. So how far am I? 19 inches, and I've got eight. So I'm just I'm going for it. I'm charging. Do oh. it. Charge. You don't think? Ooh, I'm doing uh, it. I don't Do know. it. You can still Do cast it. your spell if you fail. So sure. it's, there's no. Oh, we got it. Nailed oh. it. Oh. So I swift strided a, a six, five, and a three. So I got 11 plus right. eight. Hang on. Hang on. And I'm, I'm in. I'm gonna take my stand and shoot. Stand and shoot with the lamentation. The lamentation of despair. Right. So and twelve inches away, right? So yeah. that goes to seventeen. <clears throat> so what is it? It's two uh, d six. Oh, multi shot two d six. It's uh, range twelve, strength two, uh, killing blow, multi shots two d six. Yep. And he's ballistic skill seven. Okay. 
It's not poison or anything? Not poison. Uh, Ballistic skill seven, so, so you've got a minus one for stand and shoot and minus, minus one, one for long range. range. And minus, minus one, one for, for multi shot. Yeah. So, okay. So, so on three. threes, yeah. Threes. And uh, <clears throat> it's five shots. Uh, okay. Not enough. Killing blow is not going to work on him because no. he's a chariot. Well, he is still an infantry model. No, he's yeah, still he's he's a chariot. chariot now, oh, so okay. you can't. Got to kill a chariot before that would happen. I'll hit with two of those, and he's tough a gazillion, so I need sixes. Don't roll any Well, sixes. do we randomize between the chariot and him? True. So that would be one on him and one on the chariot. Sure. And then it's one on the chariot. It's going to still need a six each, needs I guess. Six. No, and on Cetra. No. Okay, so nothing from the stand and shoot. <clears throat> and I'm probably going to die to impact hits. Yeah. Roll your impact right, hits. We're in. Well, that happened well, in the combat phase. Yeah. Going to do some magic first, so I'm going to roll <laughs> for the wins. Try and get your hex out. All right. I get so I got a six and a two, so I'm just going to obviously throw <laughs> those six dice do at it. my spell. Should I do the the souped up one? What yeah. do I need for that? A 22? 22, yeah. All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. a souped 22. up one. So this will do D3. D3 off my strength and toughness. Solid. All right. This is brutal. Oh, Ooh, you might yes. have it. You might have it. I got a 10, 16, 20, 23, 25, 26. 26, okay. <laughs> he uh, needs how many dice do I get? Six. six. You got six, uh, six dice. Six, six. Yeah. Oh, I'll see if I channel. Oh, yeah. See if you channel. I don't. No. That's right. too bad. I'm like, I'll throw seven dice at it if I can. <laughs> All right. Six dice, 23 to beat. 20, 26 to beat. To beat. Oh. Oh. Come you on, double sixes. You just got to get a double six. Oh, oh no, that's doing it. No. Nope. 8, 13, it goes off. 17, 21, 22. Now you are going to die to impact hits. So. You get a min uh, only minus one. Oh, minus one still. Okay. <clears throat> minus one strength and toughness. It'll do. Okay, so I'm strength, so. toughness, five. Okay. Mm -hmm. Into the combat phase. All right. Impact hits. Uh, just D6 or D6 plus one? Uh, don't. Let me it is scythe, so D6. Scythe, D6 plus size, one yeah. then. Only three. Only three impact hits. Oh, okay. you have to wound with all three. Um, and I wound on fours now because uh, you're T five now. T five. T five. Yeah. five. five. Uh, one wound. wound. One wound. One okay. wound. Nice. Um, so it's strength five. Uh, so so these, minus two. Do these need to randomize because they're as from shooting? No, no, because oh, this is on. Oh, right, 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 don't don't worry. Yep. Who's killing? Dorothy's not riding anything. That would be sweet, though. Yeah, Dorothy on a chariot. Dorothy on a huge, huge tree chariot. Okay, so a logging truck. Dude, he's strength five. Um, so minus two to the armor save. Yeah. So five up armor save, and then a six up board. Six up board. Five up armor save gets me a six. He's in. All right. All right. Well, I'm first. Yep. Yep, you're hitting first. Uh, you're immune to psychology, so go ahead. Sweet. So how many attacks do I get? Uh, let me just bring up your page here again. Citra. Citra gets five attacks, and your steeds yes. each get one. <laughs> but they go initiative. <laughs> that is going to go after you, right? Uh, same initiative. Initiative All right. two. What's Darth through? Darth initiative two? Two. Yeah, yeah two. All three men. Yeah. Um, so five attacks. You're, we're both weapon skill seven, right? Yep. So on fours. Uh, three hits. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm moving strength on two. Six, is... No, strength six, tough five. Oh, yeah. So threes. God, 
That's just that's Three such is. a good spell to get for this fight. Okay, oh, two wounds. Two, two wounds. wounds. Okay, and, and no I, armor saves. No armor saves. So you get your six up ward. Six up ward. Come on, boxcars. I one. Got, I got All one. Right. So I take two wounds. Two wounds, which puts him down to four, right? Yep. That's because of flammable. Yep. Yep. Okay, now I, get, now I get to attack back. Yeah. I'm going to tree whack you. <laughs> hey! Seems like the right approach. <laughs> Would that, does that randomize or do you just pick? Tree whack beach. You probably pick. I pick I the model in base contact. So, pick a, yeah, all right. So, so I would assume the... that I could tree whack you or tree whack the chariot. I would guess. The chariot's pretty benign. I think you can't, point. you think you can't tree whack the chariot. I don't know how that would work. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm going to. I mean, you still, for any um, characteristic test, you use the highest characteristic part of still the model, Cetra, so. so it would still be Cetra's. So. Yeah. But uh, you can whack the chariot if you want. No, it doesn't have an initiative, so I'm going to whack Cetra. All right. Or beach, well, you would, beach if you whack the chariot, you would use Cetra's initiative, but be able to just break the chariot. Uh, but there's yeah, no point. You no may point. Well just whack him. Yeah, the same toughness. Yeah, just whack him. Yeah. And the chariot is the one that has the four-up board anyway. I don't understand. Like the chariot grants the four up ward. Oh or no! Hang on, it's the brooch. That the brooch the, gives the yeah. four up ward. The, the chariot, chariot gives just gives an arm save. save. All right. Anyway, all right. So I'm taking an initiative test with yep. Cetra. His initiative three. All right. Uh, Nailed passed. it. Okay. <laughs> and okay, horses are attacking. Yep. Go for it. Uh, one hit. All right. Strength of three, so we need a six. Nothing. Nope. Okay, so no stomps. No, that's that. So I lose combat side. by two, uh, three by three, but yeah. I'm stubborn. Yeah, on leadership ten, and I roll a ten. Oh, <laughs> oh just so I'm good. Oh, <laughs> Solid. So All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, next turn. Oh, right. you can't cast your spell because it's a magic missile. Uh, yep, that's true. So I'm just hitting you. Uh, go for it. All right. Um, three hits again. Okay. Wounding on threes again. Oh, Only one. one. Damn. Nice. All right. You're still right. going to take two wounds from it, though. Uh, one wound, and I need to roll a six to save. Yeah. Got it. Oh Are you God. kidding? <laughs> yeah, dude, look look how, oh, my <laughs> God. It was momentarily <laughs> hidden behind the tape doing, measure. Cetra? What are you yeah, doing, What are you doing? The suspense. All right, you tree whacking? No, do I tree whack or I just hit you? I'm going to hit you this All time. Right, It'll be me. more fun. You're not do it. Gonna... Oh, man. I should have hit you last time because <laughs> I forgot he's frenzied, so he's lost his frenzy mm. now. Oh, um, that's a good point. Yes. So you only have, so I, I, I only have six attacks. I should have used it last turn. Use it the first turn. Anyway, Does he have hatred too. Um, oh, oh, that would be over now as well. Um, hitting on fours. That's not bad. That's four hits. Four hits. That's All really right. good. All right, strength five only against tough five. Mm -hmm. So fours to wound. Yeah. I got two wounds on you. Whew. All right, so I'm gonna get no armor save. But I got my four up ward. Oh, Nailed it. Them both of them. Wow. Oh, How does that brutal. fail? Huh? This is brutal. All right. Horses? My turn. Horses. Oh, horses. All right. Let's see what they got. They've got two hits. And I don't think nothing. They hit. Oh, I guess they do because their weapon skill seven. The horses. Oh, yeah. Because oh, And you're minus one to hit now, too. I'm minus one to oh, hit. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Oh, well. Didn't matter. Didn't but matter. we'll remember that. Remember for the next time. <laughs> So nobody did anything this, nope. this turn, so right? So a draw, it's yep. a tie. And we're into me, so I'm doing my magic phase. I roll a four on the wins. 
I don't channel. I don't channel. Okay, so I'm rolling four dice at just the regular version of two. my spell. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good on a 10, a 15, sixes. 17, 18. No boxcars no. for me. All right, you'll still uh, strength and five. toughness five. God, that's gross. <laughs> that's such a good spell. All right, set yeah. for swinging. Set for swinging. Swing, set for What's he got? Just one hit? Yeah, that's good. This is abysmal. That's right. And on a three. I need a nice one or a two here. Thank you. Oh, my God. I think this is the longest pit match yeah, ever. Yeah, this is going to go on forever. Well, it We're is the heavyweight category. They can take a bit more of a beating. Brevity. Yeah. I'll edit you out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I'm just going to attack back. Seems like right, a better. I'm just going to roll my horses as well at the same time. Here we go. Okay. I got three hits, even with the minus one. Strength five and... Tough five, so fours. Two wounds, my Two friend. Two wounds, all right. Let's got to nail this again. There oh, we go. <laughs> a five and a six I for my I just need to get saves. one because every one I do against you is going to count double because you're unstable, right? So if I if I, if you don't win if me... You win, if you win combat, yeah. If I win yeah. combat, yeah. But you're not going right. to win combat. No, here we go. <laughs> Next turn. Just straight into combat straight again. Straight into combat. All right, set for swinging do. again. We're going to get some hits this time, Setra. There we go. Three hits. Three hits. On threes. Two wounds. Two. This could Ooh. be it. Could be it. Oh, Need the is... sixes. No sixes. All right. It's done. Dorothy's dead. Dorothy's dead. The two wounds. Uh, double up from flammable. Uh, gross. And the chariot, of, the chariot of fire swung the day. Well, you know what? It, it, was, it was pretty close. I think if I hadn't have... Uh, uh, tried the tree whack in the first round. I don't know tree whack. If you yeah. made the tree whack, it's then... six wounds. Yeah, but you also getting that spell. I think is really yeah. And, and passing that was a great spell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. Because yeah. I, I think you've done five wounds that he saved every one of. But at the same yeah. time, you know, uh, he didn't get any impact hits on me at all. True. Like any any wounds from impact hits. That's pretty good going so i think the yeah. the math hammer suggested that this was setra's fight anyway didn't i think it? so and for it to have gone so long you know in a real in a real battle um someone or other would have lent some support by this stage sure and that would have mm -hmm. been that would have been that so yeah anyway beautiful uh beautiful look scene yeah, yeah it looked so. great all right cool so setra setra is the new heavyweight the... champion of the pit <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice news and Rumors! So there is uh, actually a new set of rumors going around, I think, just in the last day or so about the release schedule for the summer. Because previously, um, it, we, it was allegedly going to be uh, a bunch of, uh, we were hoping for the Bretonian release. But now it looks like that is is no longer as confirmed as it was. Really? I thought we were literally, literally days away. I've been checking the what's new today every day because I thought they were going to put a little teaser trailer. Yeah, nothing, unfortunately. So um, let me see if I can just find this. Uh, so they're wasting time doing 40K campaign books. Well, kind of I think it's beyond just that. Um, it is. So so now it's looking like July, There's there's... Orcs versus Space Wolves coming out in a box set. Mm -hmm. Oh, like a new 40k starter? It's called the Stormclaw box set, so I don't know if that is going to be the new 40k starter. It would be really weird if they got oh. rid of Dark Vengeance already. Well, Dark Vengeance so... still sells 
they still have it on the shelf, but it's... Yeah, and the models are awesome. Uh, the 6th edition rules. Why can't they just repackage it with the well, they could, edition rules? And the models are very good. The models are great. Um, and if you're getting into 40K, that's a great way to start. Mm-hmm. You know? um, it does help that I, I'm a big fan of the Dark Angels. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was my original Space Marine. Yeah, I like the emo Space, Space Marines. Well, I don't know if they They're are. They're pretty emo. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I, uh, I, so I used to play them back when they were black instead of green. And so my Dark Angels now are basically black but with green highlights. Mm. And that was how I painted them all up. Um, anyway. I just uh, like the tabards. You like the yeah. tabards? Yeah. <laughs> I like the little dude that carries the winged helmet around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For like Ezekiel. No, Lord Azrael. Azrael, yeah. Azrael, yeah. I liked mm. him. He has a little helmet um, there. Cool models. That yeah. is sweet. You know, if only the game was good. Um, so. <laughs> um, if only it wasn't terrible. <laughs> So orcs versus space wolves, and then and then after after that is terrain week apparently, um, hmm. and then space wolves with a new codex, and then August is apparently a big four week release of chaos. I did hear about a big yeah. chaos release on Horizon because they have plastic greater demons, right? Yes, or apparently there's one. a big Nurgle kit coming. There's a big plastic uh, plague marines, and it doesn't really say how much is going to be. 40k versus warhammer mostly 40k probably uh, i imagine that they might end up if they're re-releasing some of the demon models especially the greater demons then they'll just be demons of chaos which are uh, yeah sure for both armies which uh, is what i hope they do yeah those and, models desperately need oh, yeah. oh for sure i mean when your great unclean one is smaller than an ogre <laughs> uh, it's not entirely intimidating right yeah. they, they're like the great yeah. unclean one model unless you get the forge world one it's yeah. only it's only as as big as a monstrous infantry these yeah. days yeah they'd need plastic kits I desperately. Know, they, need, they need demons that are as awesome. big as dirty there maybe. yeah yeah they need something intimidating um so that'll be cool um but uh bretonians and then apparently september uh all rumors kind of fall into the black hole but apparently there's something big and secret coming out in september Mm. who knows big and secret i'm not sure warhammer actually counts as big in games workshops you don't think well no because because like uh warhammer is less than 20 percent of their revenue like uh, fantasy so maybe new blood bowl that's been rumored well, for a while right i don't think they well yeah i don't know i don't know uh it's amazing that blood bowl is still going it's such a well-supported fan game yeah yeah um yeah but uh yeah i i, I who knows we will wait and see that's weird because like i had checked some release schedules just a couple of weeks ago and they were all pointing to bretonians yeah within, and within so july yeah, Ricky sent this one to me, and it was on the Battle of Lost Souls, and mm. um, it, well, it we'll has see. Hastings on there too. Which oh, is really, all right, then it's gospel. Well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the guy never misses yeah. usually. So. Yeah, and you know, I Whoever think <laughs> um, Battle of Lost Souls is getting better at ensuring that they don't just like kind of repost stuff off of post every rumor natfka oh. or you know fate yeah. or you know whatever it is that dude that just kind of posts everything that anyone sends to him so uh, um we'll, we'll wait and see uh my my one person that i know in, in gwhq has said he hasn't heard anything about bretonians so but that's not to say a whole lot because he hadn't heard a whole lot about wood elves before they came mm. out either um so so things are very secret, even very, in the upper echelons. Very secretive. So, um, however, there are some pretty cool Kickstarters. Um, so, if you like alternative miniatures, uh, there's 
Um, Mirror Miniatures is just wrapping up a Kickstarter all about monstrous beasts, and they've got um, monstrous mounts on there. Uh, so the, the Kickstarter that they're doing right now is um, monstrous mounts and um, uh, the beasts themselves. So you can get like a rider mm. or you can get... For the Darklands game still? It is for the Darklands, but, you know, they kind of fit into the yeah they uh, always pick stuff that can kind of count as something gw yeah for sure usually. so like one of the ones they've got here um is the spitting image of a of a stone horn mm. um another one um i mean there the, another one is a great big kind of crocodile looking thing lizard thing and another one looks like a. Oh, I'll, I'll just show you the pictures here um another one is some kind of demonic mount you oh, know that's cool looking um and yeah, they, they are very cool and they're big, big miniatures. You know, they look really impressive on the table. There's the stone. Yes, do, the, thing. do do the, the big stuff pretty well. Yep. Um, and so, you yeah, know, I like th the lizard men guy. Yeah. yeah they're, they're not cheap. Um, but at the same time, you know, they, they're usually pretty good quality and these ones are great. And one of the things that's, that's, uh, and then there's a kind of like a brood horror looking thing. Oh yeah. It's like a scaven guy. Huh? Yep. Um, one of the things that's that's sometimes a little um, that some people have said is that the the models can kind of look a bit static, mm. um, but mm. these ones all look all look pretty good. So. Yeah, if, as long as the they translate well from concept to to model, they look like they'll be pretty awesome. Yeah, the only trouble I've had with their stuff is that their resin is super brittle. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, I've not. That's been my experience so far. But cool. And you uh, you spotted another Kickstarter, Tom. It's just kind of on the horizon, yeah. So there's a company called Raging Heroes. Have you seen their mm -hmm. stuff before? Yeah. They have some really cool stuff, and it's been rumored for a while that they were releasing their first like full-on army project, which was going to be Dark Elves. And then nothing was heard about it for a while, but now it looks like they're going to start a Kickstarter for it pretty soon because they um, just published a bunch of concept art for the Dark Elf stuff as part of one of their other Kickstarters. Yeah. Now, is it all mostly characters? Or it's, it uh, they're going to do a lot of units, okay. yeah. Yeah, um, they already have the... Um, the they have a witch elf, witch elf alternative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they've already gotten to making a few units. They have a pretty nice unit that could be uh, Treekin. Nice. Yeah. And, um, yeah, some of their stuff is really good. Some of their stuff is good. They have a really cool um, Manticore model. Actually, their Manticore is awesome. Would work really well for a Dark Elf army. And, yeah, I guess that falls in with this Kickstarter as well. So the Kickstarter yeah. is a full... Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. The Kickstarter is going to be a full Dark Elf army. They're obviously borrowing a lot of concepts from GW. There's like a Cauldron of Blood kind of thing. Um so Which good. the concept art actually looks really cool. It has like the, a giant flock of harpies flying around it, oh, around cool. the top of it, and it's on wheels being pushed along by slaves. Cool. So cool. the Kickstarter hasn't started yet, but um, I'll keep an eye on it, and we'll talk about it again when they when they get rolling. Sweet. Um, I think uh, Dark Elves is certainly a very popular army, sure. judging by the amount of alternative miniatures right. that have come out for it. And I think people who are doing alternative alternatives for things like witch elves are doing really well because um obviously people have been quite outraged by the pricing on gw witch elves so yeah, yeah for sure cheap alternatives it's are, weird uh, that they they are doing really well. price those ones so I high i just i still don't get that is yep. when you compare the witch elf kit to the um 
Dark Elf Cor- the Corsair kit, mm-hmm. which is also 10 models, pretty dynamic, still nice models, and they're $25 compared to 60 bucks for the Witch Elves. Seems like a really bizarre yeah. pricing choice. It is bizarre. Uh, I know that the Avatars of War guys, um, they had uh, all of their digital models and everything made for the Witch Elves, and they finally got their molding finished and are starting to ship the witch elves now nice so um, and that's uh plastic right that's plastic it's a plastic kit and uh, if you were in the kickstarter or you ordered early you got 30 models for the price of 20 Mm. um and they were nice they were nice and reasonably cheap even for the 20 so um taylor is is anxiously awaiting his witch elves nice um so he can actually get his that that's his army done once he gets the witch elves yep yeah but he's waiting on that because it's core right so Mm -hmm. he can't really do anything until that arrives The Tournament Zone! As we were coming back from the uh, Wet Coast GT, uh, we came up with an idea um, for a Secret Army tournament. And we're going to talk about that more in the next episode because I think it needs um, a, a, some in-depth discussion. Um, but watch this space, uh, or listen to this space. Does that even work? Um <laughs> for for more info about that um i do want to mention the victory or death tournament which is um being run by the chump hammer crew um so chump hammer is a podcast based out of uh bc um del johnson's the guy that is running the tournament he he also um is the uh the workhorse behind the chump hammer podcast um it's a two-day gt in um in august the 23rd and 24th in north vancouver um it's 50 bucks uh, they got a bunch of prizes and stuff there, so they're a great bunch of guys. Um, we've we've played against them now a couple of times uh, mm-hmm. at, at tournaments. Um, uh, very uh, skilled on the battlefield and, and a lot of fun to hang out with and and play with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, very loud, so you got to be ready for that. <laughs> um, they like to shout a lot. Um, and I think at at the Wet Coast, uh, I, I remember seeing at least two or three of them being picked up by the others and tossed into the swimming pool. Nice. Um, so uh, <laughs> shenanigans abound, but uh, you know that that should be a fun that should be a fun tournament. Uh, a little bit closer to home and a little bit more imminent, we have Sparkle Party Deathmatch Four coming up at the end of the month. Yeah. Sparkle like it's twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited because i'm being the alt for this tournament so i may not have to play um, <laughs> um but if i do get to play i'm playing with ricky skaven yeah, yeah that's that'll be fun it'll be exciting to use a different army yeah um and uh, if i um i'm because i'm the alt um i'm i'm donating my wood elves to tom yeah i'm gonna play with something that's just gonna be completely different for me <laughs> and i'm stoked nice i uh I have a pretty funky army list in mind, but we won't go. We won't spoil that fun. All right. Um, <laughs> we might be able to draw it out of you as we go through the book. Yeah, a little bit. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think in the last episode, we went through just the... Did we go through just the first... Yeah, just the first scenario. Scenario. And, you um, you want to just cover off maybe the other two scenarios? Yeah, I'm going to get them pulled up right now. I was having problems getting on your network. I don't know what's up with that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, One of my routers is down. Okay. So, um, first, uh, because we're doing the, uh, 29.99 points, we redid the, the 20 nil bracket, uh, to a 200 point for each 
ladder mm -hmm. uh, or each rung on the ladder. So it's, you know, if you're within 200 points, it's a 10-10. If you're 201 to 400, it's an 11-9, etc. So all the way down to, uh, um, let's see, a 19-1 a is 1801 to 2000, and a 20 nil is if you have 2000 plus. So that's uh, because... You know, there's more points involved. It just made sense to kind of have that bigger spread. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, all right, so then, yeah, uh, round one, just to recap, I'll just recap all of them really quick, um, is Blood and Glory. I'm not changing the deployment from Blood and Glory. It's everything that Blood and Glory is, except that Breaking Fortitude doesn't end the game. Um, if you break your opponent first, you get three points, um, three battle points that, you know, add on top of your... 20 nil or whatever score you get and then um if you break your opponent at all um you get two points so both players can earn those two points so even somebody who's had a really rough game if they did manage to break their opponent they're going to be getting a few points out of that um that's pretty much what we did in the very first sparkle party where all three scenarios were that but um, we used battle line deployment instead yeah, so the, the only difference there is is an extra three inches in your deployment mm -hmm. zone. Yeah, yeah. So you're a little and, closer. And the edges. And the well, edges, yeah, you have to be in the... Uh, six inches? I think it's seven. nine inch. Nine inch on yeah. each side. Yeah, so it's basically you're nine inch from the side, nine inch from the center. Mm. Yeah. And that's what gives you the 15 inch deployment zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a, it creates a little bit of a d different deployment for people because yeah. I haven't really done that in Sparkle Parties yet, uh, except for one battle for the past. Okay, so uh, round two... Um, is uh you know <laughs> kind of a i i couldn't uh keep myself from doing it i had to put some sparkle stone back in there <laughs> so uh this one's a uh, morning bob carl how you doing wait wait is that another piece of sparkle stone get it <laughs> so uh it's going to be dawn attack um i wanted this one to be um one objective in the middle of the board that both teams are trying to get but um, you don't get to have your nice, easy deployment. You might not be able to line up that uber killy Death Star to get that one objective. Mm -hmm. There's a chance you will, but um, you might not. And even if you do, you might not have the rest of your army there to support it. So that's why I went with Dawn Attack. I thought that was a good pairing to have mm -hmm. that. Solid. Um, so so uh, how do the extra victory points work in this one? Um, in this one, you get two battle points if you have a core unit within six inches of the Sparkle Stone at the end of the game. Um, and the Sparkle Stone is the objective in the center. Um, both players may earn these points. And then you also get three battle points if you have the largest core unit by wounds, not mm -hmm. counting characters, in the unit. Maybe I should um, borrow uh, Ricky's goblins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's if you know within six inches. If, if tied, the unit with uh, more command upgrades wins. If still tied, then both players can earn those points. So both players theoretically could earn five points in that game. Pretty unlikely. Really unlikely. So the other thing that's going to happen in that one round is the Sparkle Stone uh, gives off a random buff every turn. Mm, um, I love this. Yeah. Just to the closest unit? Uh, oh. To all... Uh, core units within six inches. So in this battle, core units are going to become Cores a little more important. Um, important. Um, so if you, it's going to be a you roll a d3. Um, if you get a, a you know a one on the d3, you get a six up ward save and immune to panic to all core units with even one model within six inches of, of the uh, sparkle stone. You get a two. You get a five up ward save, immune to panic, and stubborn. And if you get a three, you get a four up board save and unbreakable. Um, there have been some questions that came up about this. Um, I, I FAQ'd them on 
the, on the forum on the forum so jump on dimensional cascade to check out that um the other thing that i did was i made it so the sparkle stone um any ethereal unit that ends within six inches of the sparkle stone automatically takes uh d3 wounds with no armor saves allowed at the end of um the movement phase and that's to keep people from camping ethereals there to keep the core from getting oh in there i see or something. Mm -hmm. all right you know. Yeah, I have a funny feeling we might see some ethereal dread saurians, for example. Yeah. So this would. How does that work? Oh, you can bind a dread saurian with ethereal. Mm -hmm. uh, as you just buy uh, that as an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Yeah. It's, it's gross. Only, it's only like huh. twenty points. You can too. make him. I think you can make it fly as well. Can you make it fly? You uh, you can't make it. Fly. You can't make it fly, but you can make it ethereal. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The, you, the, there's a lot of stuff you can do to a dread sauron that is just plain nasty. Yeah. One well, one of the and awesome one of the guys <laughs> ethereal from, giant dinosaur. Yeah. One of the guys up in Vancouver was talking about bringing four kadais. Uh, two and two in his rare slot because he's chaos dwarf, and two two bound as as uh, flying monsters. I, I don't think he can fit two flyers in mm. because uh, that would bring it up to three seventy five. Or is it a piece? Three seventy five a piece. Yeah, um, and you can only have twenty five percent in uh, in scrolls of binding according to the rules in Storm of Magic. So is that but, a, is that actually true in Storm? Because in Storm of Magic is a little sure. different, where you get a quarter of the game size is just added on as oh yeah that's for, true so, so it's kind of a different dynamic altogether if you're playing a 2000 point game you then get a bonus 500, 500 points, points that can only be spent on scrolls so, or packs ricky or, how does it work is well it, i i gotta go back and see because i think i did write down exactly how i wanted it to work in the overview but um i think you said it was coming out of special but I don't know if that means if you that can means take you can spend all of your fifty percent on bound monsters is kind of gross. Do 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 do. Yeah, hold on one second. So well, I mean, it's doable. I mean, most people there are not going to be abusing it because they have an army already and just want to fit in yeah. one or two extra cool things. Well, and it also has not... to be WYSIWYG, right? So right. if you want to bring four Kadai destroyers, you better have four Kadai destroyers. And if you want them to be flying, they've got to have wings and yeah. all the rest. But you still have a two-scroll limit per, per, per uh, beastie. Monster. Yeah, Yeah. so there's – um. yeah. So what I said was you take them with normal restrictions, so like you couldn't have whatever – like four of one thing, yeah. But you could, but they go from your special choice. Okay. So uh, scrolls of binding and sorceress packs may be taken using their normal restrictions from the special choice allowance. So. So you could have up to fifty percent of your points potentially. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good Why to not? know. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if people, the thing is, is there's so many models that people just never get to play with. Let's, uh huh. Let's play with them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play with our toys already. You know, yeah. I'm so Man. I'm so tired of like seeing something on Forge World that nobody ever gets to use. Yeah, you know, it's just sad. <laughs> so you've got that Dread Saurian model, right? Uh, I was thinking about it. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't too impressed with it after. Um, after you saw it all. Yeah, after I saw it all. So okay, let's get back to the scenario Sorry. and finish this up. Well, that was a good clarification, though. Yeah. So so you can bring. Yeah, just bring your points. Do yeah. it. Yeah. It'll be yeah. fun. Um, Have at it. Uh, we're going to go through the list uh, because it is such a complicated thing. Um, if people make innocent mistakes, we're probably going to let it slide. But, um, you know, if somebody's intentionally trying to game the game it and uh, they have a bad list or something. They'll get beach slept. 
They'll get yeah. beach slapped oh, or yeah. we'll yeah. take a hammer to the models. Something. <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So round three, uh, this one's just uh, straight up uh, battle line. Um, I wanted it to, it's the last scenario, last scenario of the day. People are usually a little tired and you're also probably playing for, you know, your last matchup against, um, the top opponent or something like that. So you really, yeah, I'll be playing on yeah. the top table oh, playing yes. for the win. Yes. Yes. So trying so to beat is, me with my own, ski, my <laughs> own, what else? What else? Yeah. yeah. So it's always, I think it's nice to just do battle line at the end there. Um, but this one, I did want it to be a headhunt. So you're trying to kill each other's character models. Um, not necessarily anyone in particular, just kill the characters. So, excuse me, you get three battle points if you reduce your opponent's number of character models to below half their starting number. Both players may earn these points. And you get two battle points if your number of character models is not reduced to below half the starting number at the end of the game. See below for how to round odds. So you can, I made a little chart there because basically if you have three characters, you have to kill two models. Sure. Um, it just seems like it's rounding down instead of up. In can you add case. a special rule where it doesn't count if you kill them with a cannon? <laughs> uh, yeah it's tempting isn't it yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really tempted to start making people fire with the way that i think a cannon should fire where you just have to roll the scatter die no after no you nominate no opponent. no you got to keep those accurate laser cannons because people yeah. are bringing four kadai yeah I know. <laughs> I know. we need the we, we need um we're gonna need um those uh uh, the demon cannons. Skull cannons? Skull cannons. We're yeah. going to need those to take yeah. out the Kadais. Yeah. No, they're terrible against Kadais. Because they? oh, they're, they're flaming. flaming. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you need dwarf magical cannons. You need oh, a there dwarf, we go. dwarf magical cannon. Yeah. All right. That does the drop. All right, Riley. Oh, Riley, take care of all those Kadais. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So that's uh, that's um, Sparkle Party. Um, so in the wider world of, of tournaments, uh, of course, ETC is coming up in August. And lists have just been um, submitted. Um, I think you can, if you have a quick Google around, you should be able to find the ETC lists. Um, so for those of you that don't know, ETC is the European team championship, um, kind of inspired by the world cup. Um, this is you bring each country brings eight players. You can't duplicate an army. Um, so that's at least a half of the army books are represented. Mm -hmm. And, um, you, the captain of the team, uh, um, against the captain of the other team, they work out who's going to play whom. There's a little system for doing it all, kind of similar to how the OFCC team challenge works. And uh, and then ultimately they're trying to figure out, you know, who which country um, has the best Warhammer players. Now the really weird thing about ETC is that they they effectively change the game of Warhammer. Yeah, it's oh, such, yeah. it's yeah. such a heavily comped environment that it's basically it, a different game. It's totally different. Um, <clears throat> you know, the rules for line of sight are different. The rules for magic are different. You know, there's there's the it's almost uh, I mean it's it's recognizable. You know, the broadly sure. speaking, it's the same. Yeah. But but the tactics that you use and the lists that you bring and so forth are entirely different mm -hmm. um so uh, if you're interested in that um um take a look like i said the tournament doesn't start until august i believe is it in is it in serbia this year or was that last year that was last year but i think it is again this year because 
Uh, or although I could be wrong, but I think they had such a good time there. And yeah. It was so cheap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so cheap for everybody to travel there and stay there. And mm. then they had such a good time that they wanted, they, everybody kind of decided, <laughs> hey, this is the best place to go. <laughs> well, yeah, it's in Europe. Uh, we're not going. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the comp seems strange. But um, by all means, check it out. But it was interesting looking at the... Uh... I just saw a little compilation about the number of, of each army that's being represented throughout the total of all the different teams. I would hazard a guess that every single country is bringing warriors and dark elves. I don't know if everybody is bringing warriors. High elves and dark elves were by far the best represented. Wow. And I think so warriors, I think, can struggle sometimes. Well, I've, got it, I've got it right here. So 28 Dark Elf armies. Yeah. Twenty. There's 32 teams. So no army came to every, okay. every team. Okay. How many High Elves? 26 High Elves. 26 High Elves. 24 Skaven. Oh, mm. nice. 23 Demons. 22 Empire. 21 Orcs and Goblins. And and Ooh. zero Beastmen. I know. That was the, that's oh, the only army that's not that like, even, yeah, like Tomb Kings have been Three Tomb Kings, people. eight Bretts, nine Lizardmen, ten And the funny thing is, I Chaos think like, their comp gave Beastmen like, a massive boost this time. I think they yeah. got like, a bunch of extra but, points. Their, um, the monsters were all reduced in points, but still, yeah, they just seemed just like such a bad with choice. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I yeah. know, I kind of feel like the system would have allowed a pretty powerful Beastmen army to be taken, actually. If but, only you were going to. I know, right? Yeah. But I do think that in the, in the heavily comped environments, the high elves and dark elves, because those books are so, they have good internal balance. There's a lot of strong options. Yeah, They tend to always do well in the comped environments just because it's kind of hard to nerf all the good choices there are because there are so many good choices. Yeah. Whereas books like Warriors with less good internal balance, it's easy to just pick out the power choice and kind of, nerf it and it's, then uh, that's really true then yeah. they do less well like yeah. you say oh don't take the banner of the world <clears throat> dragon yeah well that's a hundred points i can spend on some other sure, stuff that's exactly. gonna make your life just as miserable yeah, yeah. it's interesting I'm, I'm looking at the top half and the bottom half um i'm surprised to see ogre kingdoms in the bottom half i'm also surprised to see lizard man in the bottom half well again with ogres they probably just put some kind of like oh, nerf yeah. like the hell heart put some restriction on Mornfang. Prob they probably only allow all like a, sudden, a certain number of Mornfang exactly. and a certain number of cannon then all of a sudden ogres are not that solid anymore. yeah then they're yeah they take away all the stuff that balances them yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting because i know that a lot of teams they they um they they fix what armies they're going to have in there mm -hmm. um so so slight secret um uh that i have um being from Northern Ireland, I'm 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 really kind of crossing my fingers that next year I might qualify for the Northern Ireland ETC team. Mm. Uh, we're planning a trip back to Europe as a family anyway, and so I was like, okay, we're going to go to Europe anyway. Serbia, uh, it is. You know, I think it's <laughs> I think it's in Prague next year. Okay, well, that's a great city to visit. Um, anyway. And you know, if I do well in the tournaments here, you know, they count. They basically do a, a rating system. So I might get to go. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, what it what it would be like to to kind of play under that comp. Yeah, so if if uh, if that happens, I'm going to spend like three months just playing ETC, playing ETC comp ETC games. Only. So yeah. you guys are uh, you, yeah. you have to play ETC. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Do ETC allow <laughs> squid gobbers? <laughs> probably not. No, yeah. I don't think so. Well, they do allow chaos dwarfs. They probably wouldn't mm. allow me to take two units of squigs either. <laughs> they're like they're you have you have four fanatics you're banned ah. 
<laughs> oh no. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let me see. I think that's probably everything that we wanted to talk about in the tournament zone. Um, so we will wrap that up and get rocking with the Wood Elf review. The Art of War. So the Wood Elf review, here we are. Time to time to review the book. How long has it been now? Two, uh, two months? Yeah, about that. I thought you were asking how long has it been since they had a new book, and that was ten, uh, no. that was 10 years. <laughs> no, since uh, the book came out. Yeah, I think, yeah, two months. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had a bunch of games with it. Um, I think, actually, you have, have you played with them or just against them? Just against. Um, I played with them You once, played with yeah. them, uh, and I've played I a bunch a with, them. with them. Too. Yeah. Uh, I've played against them as well. Um, so I've, I've done the wood elf on wood elf thing. Mm. It all got a bit sounds you know, elfy. Yeah, elfy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's on elfy. Um, so um, let's go through the book. Um, I sprung for the special edition because you know it was my only army. Um, it seemed like the right thing to do. Uh, I was a little disappointed actually by it because um, you know the dwarf special edition had this really cool um, cover that was uh, you know multi part cover and uh, with mm. dwarf runes on the outside. Mm -hmm. And when you opened it up, it said, you know, in the in special edition, limited number, you know, whatever on the inside. This, I mean, it has a special cover, um, but uh, and the and the you know the outside of the of the pages are all gold leaf, but the the limited edition number was actually in an envelope tucked inside the book. Ah, so it's just like a little separate, just a little insert. Kind of yeah, so it's the not so special, limited not so edition. special limited edition. Mm, it was, you it want was that kind to of be a part letdown. Of the book, kind of, otherwise, that's just lost, and then yeah, there's nothing to distinguish. Yeah, then I, there's nothing to distinguish your book from anyone else's. Exactly, and and then on top of that, um, you know, I ordered the book within the first five minutes of it going live. <laughs> we sat by your computer just refreshing I, the page. I constantly. actually had a little uh, plug-in in my browser that was alerting me to it um and wow yeah <laughs> well i was also kind of like uh tweeting everything that came out you know to the point where you know um i think a lot of people felt that that some of the wood elf news was coming directly from me but i was just other people were sending it to me and i was just feeding it on to everyone um but but anyway pretty I, pretty productive day at work that yeah day, yeah <laughs> so so i got the i got my order in the first five minutes but you know, it had absolutely no bearing on the number that you got. Mm. Like so, Probably I got more to do with country. It was to do with country. I got number like eight hundred and ninety-seven or something. And even then, it wasn't that much to do with country. Plenty mm. of people who ordered after Just me random, got a different maybe? number. Yeah. But I think they blocked out the numbers based on country. Mm. Uh, either way, I was kind of saddened by it because it was like I was hoping for. You know, the artwork is nice, but it's artwork that's featured inside the book already. So it's not unique artwork. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, is uh, it, so on the cover you have the, the Twilight Sisters. Yeah. Is that the same one that comes in there? That yeah. Entry page. Yeah. If you uh, look inside. About, and what was the sleeve like? The dust jacket. <clears throat> the sleeve was just um, like a uh, full art version of the cover that you've got on the regular army book. Mm. Oh, okay. You know, so it just doesn't have the word wood elves on it. Um, you know, the whole thing has like little wood elf icons down the side and, and nothing on the front or back to tell you what the book is. Um, but, you know, in general, it was just, yeah, I wanted a little, a yeah, little, little more, more. for your extra 40 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Is. So, so that was that. Um, 
That is a shame because normally, like, even when these books are expensive, normally you're getting like pretty. Good you get something, stuff, yeah, for yeah, sure. Getting... So I was, I was a little disappointed by that. Um, so let's let's go on to the fluff. Um, so like all these new books, you don't want to review the how to use this book page. Uh, yeah, I think I think we can pass right 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 past that mm. and into the Lords of Athelorn. Mm-hmm. So that, actually, yeah. that that double spread double page spread picture that's right there. Um, that was leaked. Uh, it was one of the first bits of artwork. To be yeah, leaked, right? yeah, yeah. Um, the first because that came out, and then everyone was like, "Whoa, stags are actually happening!" Yeah, turns out exactly. And uh, they released two versions of it: one where the wild riders had elf faces, and one where they had the helmets on little, them, little acorn hats. So yeah, the those got added later. So originally they were just going to have elf faces on them. So that's interesting. Kind of like the old models. Kind of like the old models, but on stags. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so going through the, the fluff, what did you guys, what did you guys think of the fluff? Did you have a chance to read it all? I kind of like when I first started reading it, I thought like it was just dirge, like the first few pages to me, just not necessarily the content, but just the way it was written. It can't, it was really hard kind to get of stumbled into. along. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like the yeah. writing just wasn't good. I I pushed on because Aiden told me it got be- better later on, and I feel like it did, but I just thought the writing was not really there. I, I think that's partially because that. of the comparison with the dwarf book, yeah, right, yeah. where it's the much last, more engaging. The last army book I just sat down and read all the way through was the dwarfs, and that really like sucked me in. The stories seemed to follow logically and yeah. um, were well-written. I seem to have problems focusing on the writing simply because the artwork I thought was so well done. Um, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> like yep. uh, each uh, the compositions and the color and everything really feels very, um, fay elfy. Yep. Yeah. Of so there's some some new things cool added. Stuff. Yeah. So there's some new things added. Um, they went into way more detail about the different areas within the Athelorn. Yeah, no, that, part, sure. that part I, I just sure. I just dug right into that part. Athelorn um, seems to have become a much more – it was always a, like a mysterious place, but now it's yeah. just yeah. crazy. It's like some crazy Super magical. house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you go so in it. and just everything's changing. You can be in there for – like 10 minutes and then come out as an old man or something. Well, well that part was always there. Oh, yeah. that's you know, always there. The, yeah. Kind of the C.S. Lewis influenced mm. side of things, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, which again is just coming from folk tales. Um, but I think what's really interesting is, is like now you have, here's this area of the forest that's in permanent winter mm-hmm. and this other area that's permanently in the autumn and yeah. permanently in the spring yeah. um, or where it's always dark or the sun is always shining or, you yeah. know. I love it. Um, so, well, it's nice because it gives you opportunity to really theme your army exactly, and not feel yeah. like, oh, these guys only can fight between, you know, September and sure. November. Yeah. And the nice thing is they actually went through and they gave a little bit of, um, iconography for each one of those realms. That's so right. somebody who did want to do a really themed list and wasn't extremely creative has something to start with. Um, yep. which I, I really love. I, I like that they do that. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the units that they mention later are kind of tied to, to the different realms, to yeah. the different realms. Um, at least, you know, there's a nod to them in some cases for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so I like that. I think it got, the stories got interesting when they started going into the great seasons, which was, you know, kind of the, the, the timeline of the wood elves. That's when it gets interesting. So just going back a little further to the beginning is, yep. um, 
So the the kind of origins of the Wood Elves, has there been any change in that since the previous book? So there's the kind of story where as Ulthuan is being swamped by demons, I guess Durthu kind of um helps rescue some some the ever the Everqueen's children, right? And then it kind of sets in motion this binding between yeah the, the forest and and the elves yeah um so that's definitely you know a little more in depth okay but the broad strokes are the same um in that you know the the elves la- the the elves from Ulthuan expanded into um you know other areas of the of the um, warhammer world and um the ones that settled in Athaloran um over time Mm-hmm. Um, started to really like it there as opposed to right. um, feeling like they were part of Ulthuan. Because then there's some episode where all the elves are called back to Ulthuan and the, the yeah. Athaloran ones refuse to go. Yeah, well, right? it's basically the Sundering, right? You yeah, know, when sure. uh, Hyel, basically the civil war is going on. And and what's interesting, and I think what makes the, the interesting fluff change here is that the, the Wood Elves now are kind of portrayed as being the ones who looked at the civil war and looked at the schism that was created and the different directions that the high elves took versus the dark elves. And they said, why, why are you doing that? You know, that's just crazy. Just embrace, you know, both sides of your nature yeah. and, and that's okay. And, and that's something that's really carried throughout the book. Yeah. And we'll get in, cool. uh, even into the rules as we'll get into. Yeah. Later. Yeah. And I really like that, you know, <clears> it's, um, I was a little worried that with the books that they were writing, the Orion novels and so forth, that the there was um, going to be this portrayal of um, wood elves being, you know, more savage and feral. And I was worried about, you know, things kind of switching into savage orc territory you know, a little less bit elfy, less elfy, exactly. Um, but they, don't, I, they just seem I think like, they've captured yeah. it right here. You mm-hmm. know, they're like, Screw you guys and screw you guys and get out of our forest, right? Which do you think? Do you think they have you know this dual nature thing is taken to such an extent that in say the next edition of Warhammer they would need to be considered a neutral race, or do you still see them as a forces of order kind of race? Um, I think there's still order. Yeah. I think yeah. there's still order because they're broadly concerned with building and preservation, not not destruction and and ruin right you know they are um the 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 destructive part of them is is kind of like a natural order destruction right but that's kind of the same with the beastmen as well it's like they just they have a hatred for you know man destruction of the natural world in order to in order to build cities and things so they just want to lay it all back to waste yeah you don't think there's there's any of that i, in I the... think there's a little bit of a difference <laughs> but, yeah, there's a bit of a difference yeah. sure beastmen are obviously pure chaos but yeah you know in the same way that ogres and neutral well, well i don't think don't, i don't, don't think really the have... elves the wood elves <clears throat> seek to go completely back to nature they still have their but they the cities that they do have they want to build in harmony. Sure. And I think that that's the difference is, you know, trying to find balance and harmony and embrace both your light and your dark side. I, and, I have a yeah. feeling, though, that you could be on the right path um, because mm-hmm. I, I think, I think you know, an argument could be made that they're pretty neutral now. Um, and I could definitely see them allying with um, – 
they, they equally don't want to ally with anyone. Yeah. Right. right. Um, so, I mean, it does seem like when they actually sally forth from the forest or whatever to get involved in things, it's usually to, to put down some kind of chaos or orc and goblin because they're orc. usually destroying because the they're forest. so destructive yeah. yeah so so i think so they're really still all tied to the forest yeah like whichever one of those forces like you know equally like forces of order can endanger the forest with the the realms of men kind of encroaching to yep. expand their empires yeah so. for sure and and speaking of the forest mm. one of the things that that uh, was added into the fluff uh, it was kind of hinted at in some of the older books um, and, uh, but you know, it, it's now explicitly called out is this concept of the world roots, mm, uh, yeah, yeah. which is, you know, the, the forest of Athaloran is, is a forest that is connected via roots underneath the, you know, the rest of the world to other forests all over the place. Um, and I think this is, you know, partially just a, a good way to logically, um, state that the wood elves can go fight in Lustria or, sure. you know, wherever something happens to be. It creates yeah. an easy way to explain wood elves just popping up anywhere. Yeah, for because sure. Because it does become kind of hard for, I mean, they've always traditionally been portrayed as a very insular race. So like everything they do is to defend the forest. So it's hard to imagine them, you know, being out there. Yeah. campaigning for some other reason yeah um this kind of takes puts them an, does, into the yeah. world stage and and it makes campaigns easier for sure yeah up with how how and why the wood elves got there yeah and ariel is is depicted um now more as as someone who is concerned about you know the world roots and the forest as a whole not just ethel lauren not mm -hmm. just her and orion so um that's interesting um and you know, as you read through the stories of of their history, um, very much that dual nature comes out. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all uh, um, let you know she did this really bad thing that that kind of corrupted her soul, um, but then she came back, and then it was like, oh, now I've got this kind of dichotomy so gonna, going on. Is that the story of um, the uh, Ariel and? Uh, Marathi oh. uh, story is that is that new or was that always part of the fluff where that's where wood elves get the the dark magic from I guess as Marathi teaches um, yeah I think that's new Ariel in exchange for not like crushing her yeah palace or whatever I don't remember any mention of the dark elves really in the mm. old book um, particularly um, I think um, so yeah. Matt, Matt Ward wrote all three of the elf books, the new elf books. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty obvious that he wrote uh, or conceived of at least the fluff all at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's there's bits and pieces of the dark elves in both high elf and wood elf books and, mm -hmm. and high elves in both books as well, both the other books. So um, I think he tied that all in at, at that point. Um, the depth of of the history is is much greater than it was in, yeah. in the sixth edition book for yeah. sure. So Ariel learns dark magic from Marathi and then turns all emo for a little while, and the forest starts to degrade. And yeah, they're elves. Emo's in their nature. Isn't <laughs> yeah. It? yeah. Well, that's what that's what ended up when we were talking about the different realms. That's what caused all the different realms was all the different emotions she went through yep. affected those realms and locked them into that particular. Yep. Yep. Um, whatever so, environment. Or yeah. Whatever. So one thing that's a little different is uh, 
the and we can maybe go into this with some of the special characters when we get there um but some of the named characters in the stories are a little different mm -hmm. um uh like there were three tree men mentioned that you know as the ancients from the beginning and Durthu was one um Coadil is another and he was also um in the other book um i think the third one was was new uh see if i can find his name oh here. his name yeah, because Ad, Ad, who Adan who yeah. yeah um and i don't remember him being he's mentioned. Like more kind of like balanced one yep and dirthu and coadil are a bit crazy yeah well dirthu gets more crazy as yeah time goes as by. time goes by yeah he just gets mad so um i think if you haven't read the fluff yet and you've got the book um chances are you started reading the start of the fluff and it's pretty it is pretty painful his writing just seems kind of kind of stumbly I, I would describe it as he's trying to he overwrites in, yeah. in the first half um and then in the second half he's more telling the story he writes uh, like uh like a ninth grader trying to impress their English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Just like math, like really big words everywhere. There is a lot of uh, big words and unusual sentence structure. Yeah, unusual so. structure for yeah. sure. Um, but persevere with it. And the stories, I think. He was um, channeling an elf. Yeah. That's right. I think that they, um, the, the stories in the, in the, in the timeline stuff and during the seasons is actually uh, All very quite interesting. interesting. Yeah, I think so. so for sure. Yeah, so I mean, overall, um, I know we've only reviewed one other book. I would definitely put this um, uh, substantially lower in terms of fluff than yeah, the, than the so dwarf would I. book. The dwarf book, I, the the fluff, I just found so engaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's some cool maps in there, some cool icons as well. Yeah. Um, lots of stuff for inspiration if you're if you're yeah, looking the artwork for is here. really really the beautiful. The artwork is nice. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's uh, let's roll on into the army special rules. Let's talk about what they have, um, and then we can maybe talk a little about the differences between this and the old book. Mm, okay. Um, so the um, blessings of the ancients applies to most of the spellcasters in the army now, um, and if you're in a forest, you get plus one to all your casting attempts. It's pretty solid. It's really solid considering how easy it is to keep your your caster in a wood. Yep. Yeah. When generally, I mean, as we'll, we'll go into later, people are generally taking very mobile characters mounted. So yeah, um, and easy to to shift them around between. And woods. especially when tied with the next rule that yeah. they get. Yeah. Yeah. So this is um, it's called ambush from the wild roots now. Um, it used to be called woodland ambush. Um, it's effectively the same rule. You get a free forest. Um, the Two things that have changed, and one is only a partial change. Um, one is that the size of the wood is now bigger. It used to be a six-inch forest. Now it's a citadel wood. Citadel wood. Which um, is pretty big. Actually. It's, is... it's about 10 inches by 8 inches. Mm. So it's a reasonable size. Um, if you don't have one already, um, there's a template on our website. Um, and you you can I, – I basically, I scanned the citadel wood and then drew an outline of it and – and put it in there at scale so you can print it out on a piece of letter paper and and you'll have a template i don't know if some people have done that and then made their own forests from it mm. um so if you feel like you spent enough money on your army already yeah exactly <laughs> don't want to drop another 40 bucks on a wood or whatever it is yeah it's, it's 30 but yeah. 30 it's not too bad and it's actually a pretty decent kit it is. Um, if it's you really don't cool models, yeah. if you don't have one um uh, i would encourage people to you know it it, may, it it looks really good once you paint it up 
um and it's pretty solid and because it's like part of the army now you can have it right there on your display board i always had mine on my display board yeah yeah, for sure um so you get you get your free forest um and then the the other partial difference is that you get to deploy it in your half Mm -hmm. it used to be you had to deploy it in your deployment zone um and the way i say it's only a partial difference is because in earlier editions of the game your deployment zone was um bigger than it was um so um, now it's like it's just saying no matter what the de- the deployment is mm. and how you're being deployed, you get to deploy it in your half, um, which is pretty darn cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, we can talk a little bit about how we can use that when we talk about about the builds. But sure. what it does mean is, yeah, you always have at least one forest on the table, mm-hmm. so you know you're going to be able to at the very least um, have that plus one to cast. Yeah. yeah. Now, now the really neat thing about this forest, the brand new thing, is that you get to choose what type of forest it is. Yeah. So um, I still only take a mundane forest. Um, really? Yeah, just because I forget. Yeah. Um, it's and, just going to add more complexity. Yeah, and maybe but... maybe once I've uh, you know once I'm remembering all of the rules for the army all the time, um, I'll remember and and choose. But you can choose to make it a venom thicket, which I've seen a lot of people do. I think that's a solid choice. Um, which gives uh, anyone who's who's in them there gets poison attacks in close combat. Um, the downside is there's dangerous terrain tests involved. But well, yeah, and then your enemy can also benefit from that. Too. They can, but they have to be fully. Uh, they have to have at least half their models yeah, in it. Yeah. So, so it seems like a really good thing to use if um. If you want to use your forest as like a bunker to have a big unit of archers in or something to sit in yeah. your... Which is not how I've been it? using it. Right. So that's but why... it makes those archers a little harder to try and charge in and just yes, sweep away. Yes, a little bit more painful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you if you bring that forest back and, and have it, you know, as a backline kind of thing, right. absolutely. Just a dedicated bunker. Yeah. Because um, that also helps prevent fast cav just charging in and mopping up here. It's very true. It's yeah, very true. Just... Um, but as we'll see later, there's there's going to be reasons why you want to put that further forward. Okay. We'll um, so next up, we've got the Forest Spirit Special Rule. Um, so this was in the old book. Um, it's changed considerably. Um, the You get the Forest Rider Special Rule. Um, all your attacks, close combat and shooting, are magical. And um, you're immune to psychology and get a six-up ward, but only if you're not a mount. So there's a couple of uh, models in here that are mounts, the Great Stag, um, the Forest Dragon. Um, they do not count as forest. Uh, they do not get the six-up ward on the immune to psych when they're, when they're a mount. Hmm. Right. Um, so then, of course, there's the question of, well, if you kill the model off the top of a Forest Dragon, is it then get the six-up ward? Um, technically it was taken as a mount in your army list as if it's taken as a mount yeah. then yeah. yeah but other people say well there's nobody mounted on it right? <laughs> uh-huh. um so semantics right yeah, yeah. And, it comes and, down to whether your model is detachable you can yeah. take it away <laughs> yeah and yeah. and is it magnetized then no <laughs> 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 um and this is actually the beginning of of the some of the issues with this book there's a lot of ambiguity in here mm-hmm. yeah. um so i'm gonna as we go through um and for those of you that don't know I, i'm a moderator on the wood elf forum and i've spent a lot of time kind of talking through all the rules and, mm-hmm. and how they apply and i'll give kind of what i feel is probably the best interpretation for the rules until we get an faq yeah and also 
I think you represent what the what elf community has kind of decided is best practices for the ambiguity. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and for this one, uh, I think you know the the six up ward and the immune to psychology are such a minor boost that you know if if there's no longer a guy on the back, fine. You know, take your six up ward, take your immune to psych, because it's actually. Um, you know, the immune psych probably doesn't really matter that much because your dragon causes terror anyway. And a six up board for that one time, it might possibly save you. Fine. Nobody's, nobody's going to begrudge you it. You know, if it was a four up board, then maybe people would fight about it. Um, okay. Yeah. Generally, uh, if you already killed the, the Lord off the back of the dragon, you're pretty pleased with yourself anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So forest stalker is the next, um, special rule. Um, so the forest spirit special rule um, tends to apply to anything that looks like it's made out of wood. So it's the dryads, the tree kin, tree man. Um, the forest stalker special rule um, applies to the elves in general. So this special rule kind of replaces all of the other special rules that the wood elves had spread across their units in the previous book. So again, you get the forest rider special rule. Um, and then you get a whole bunch of bonuses if at least half the unit is inside a forest. Um, and these special rules can be summed up pretty easily by saying you get the high elf army wide special rule and the dark elf army wide special rule as long as you're, in, you're a forest. in a forest. Um, so explicitly that's being able to fight and shoot in an extra rank um, and being able to reroll all to wound rolls of a one in close combat. Um, so that is is actually pretty neat. And this is one of the reasons why you might want to have your forest a little further forward. Because if you're making close combat attacks in your forest, you're way more likely to win combat than you are if you're not. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Way more likely? I mean, I don't see the high elf rule coming into play that much. Eternal Guard. Well, um, apart from for Eternal Guard. Wildwood Ranger is also. Yeah. yeah, I guess. You know, um, yeah. So we'll come to those in a, in a minute. Um, but the dark elf rule is, is dark elf rule will be nice. Very yeah. good, mm -hmm. um, particularly if you're, uh, for example, uh, uh, with wild riders. Um, um, we'll get to them in a minute. But they're strength five on the charge. So against um, toughness four troops, they're wounding on threes. Um, having that one to reroll. Right. Um, so half of your fails. Half of your fails, you get it. You get another chance to to go with. It's pretty good. So those are the special rules, um, a little bit simpler than than they previously were, which is which is kind of nice. Um, the next, and also the so going back to the high elf dark elf thing, the, the blessing of the ancients is kind of reminiscent of the the special rules that high elf and dark elf casters get. The the high elf gets plus one to cast high. Yeah, magic and dark elf plus one to cast dark. That's right. Wood elves, it's just plus one to anything across the board. Plus one to cast anything. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, what do you guys think of those uh, of those special rules? Any any thoughts on what's good, what's bad? Um, the only thing I would say is I wish um, Forest Stalker included that wood elves weren't disrupted in the woods. Mm. Um, yep. Uh, other than that, I'm pretty pleased with it uh i know we compare the six up ward to the last edition which was five up right it was a five up but it was canceled out by magical yeah. attacks mm. and i know that at first i was like whoa 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 you know, that's that's like a big difference between a five up and a six up but then i think i'd rather have the constant six up um 
and a six up is still pretty good yep. considering that most of the trees have high toughness to begin with i can i do wish there was some kind of modification to that six up for um the tree man because yeah i think a six up on a big monster like a tree man is just not enough to make them attractive enough an option to take yeah it would be nice with, if it scaled with up. matter out there yeah take it you know a, a six up on the dryads six up on dryads a is five fine, up on the tree Treekin and his four, four up, on, four the up tree on a tree man. Yeah, oh, I think just a five up on a tree man would be would have been nice to see. Yeah, because it just it kind of is just again a part of the whole trend of the really cool big monster models not being attractive enough to actually yeah play yeah, for sure. play in the game. I don't see any personally. I don't see any reason why it wasn't just a five up. Yeah. Um, when the forest spirits originally came out, they had what was called the demon ward save. Yeah. Um and so demons demons got a, a five up ward and I was really hoping that that uh you know the forest spirits would get the same. Um but alas it doesn't yeah. to be. Yeah, it would have so. been cool if they had done it. Uh, it would have been probably too complicated to do that, but to do the same thing where winds of magic affects their ward save like yeah, like the, the that, demons do. But. It could it could have been, yeah. But yeah. I think you're right. I think it would have been a bit little complicated. Yeah. I okay. think the uh, the blessings of the ancient stands out. It's just a really nice rule because it is it, super it's, good. Yeah. With the the mobility and the free forest, it's really easy to swing it. So that I mean, in pretty much all the games I've played against you, for at least a good part of the game, your level four has always been casting at me from a forest. Yep. So it's a level five essentially uh, competing yep. against. And yeah, for sure. Um, that that mm-hmm. is definitely nice. It's interesting though. It it kind of makes the wood elves the best casters in the game. Kinda. You know, um, especially when you consider, and we'll get to this later. Um, they now have access to both high magic, dark magic, and all eight lowers mm-hmm. in the battle magic. Ten so, lowers. So you get ten lowers, and you can <laughs> cast as a level, level five. five yeah. Or, or what's what's even slightly better is your level twos can cast as a level three. Yeah, yeah that's right. yeah, that's really nice. Core units then. So there's four core choices, um, which is, I mean, it's the it's the same number as we had in in the previous book, um, but but they're slightly different. Um, so obviously, obviously, uh, number one there, the, uh, kind of the iconic one is the Glade Guard, um, <laughs> AKA the Wood Elf Archer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen big changes here, right? Yeah. So there's still 12 points a model. Mm-hmm. Um, still the same, still the same stat profile. Um, now one thing that, that we didn't mention in army wide special rules, but that now applies to every elf model in the army is that they've got always strikes first yeah um which is a huge boost yeah they don't even put that in the army special rules because that's just in yeah it's in, just a regular rule it's a yep. regular elf rule now mm-hmm. yeah um so they have um they're now armed instead of with the glade guard bow um they've got the azrai longbow so the difference here is the that um now if anyone in the army has a bow they've got the azrai longbow um and the the old glade guard bow used to be strength three, but strength four at short range. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now strength three, but armor piercing at any range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's um, arguably better, arguably worse, depending on how you look at it. Um, situational. It's yeah. very situational for yeah. sure. Now, um, to bring it in line with all the rest of the eighth edition books, all the command options are ten points. Mm-hmm. Um, 
still take a banner up to 25. One unit can take it yeah. um, up to magic, uh, up to 25. Um, but the huge difference uh, is the introduction of enchanted arrows. Yes. So um, I was talking earlier about the ambiguity. Um, the first thing about this that's ambiguous is when you read the rules, it says uh, that these are enchanted items, but do not prevent a model from having a second enchanted item. Um, what what that is meant to mean is that if you're a hero character and you take one of these right. one of these arrows, you can also take an enchanted item from the slot. Yeah. However, what what the idiots on the internet are, are saying, and I apologize if you're listening and you think this, um, but you really should, you know, <coughs> get with the program. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Soapbox. Yeah. Is is that you know that means that only one unit can have sure. one of any type of arrow for the the unique rule for yeah magic but you know the the thing that disproves that is does that mean only one mo model in the unit sure. can take that already the whole unit is taking that exactly um, it just doesn't make any sense so um, I think the majority of tournaments certainly are interpreting it now that um, your unit can have. Uh, any of these, any of these uh, different, different arrows. So, and you can have as many and as many different units as you want. So there's six types. Let's go through and talk about them. Soapbox off. There we go. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, well done. Yeah. That was short. That was a good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good rant. Good rant. Um, so the first one is um, I, I'm actually going to go in reverse order from points. So at five points a model, um, you can get arcane bodkins. So this was uh, an enchanted item in the previous book mm -hmm. that a, a hero could take or a lord. And um, they originally just negated armor saves. Mm. Um, now it's a minus three armor save. So that doesn't stack with the armor piercing, unfortunately. Um, so it's, it's straight up just negative three armor save. At five points a model... So you're looking at a 17-point archer now? 17-point archer who's tough three with no armor save. Uh, it's pretty... It's feeling pretty it's pricey. pretty pricey, yeah. But that is... I mean, it's nice. It is nice, but at the same time, it's only strength three. Yeah. Um, one thing that, that's been pointed out is that because it's not armor piercing, if you um, are taking lore of metal um, and you give that buff from the lore of metal that grants armor piercing... Then it's a negative four. Would it really be? Yeah, it would be. It yeah. is because it's not armor piercing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, armor piercing is a special rule says that it, you know it gives an extra negative one to armor save. But it can't stack. But it doesn't stack with other armor piercing. This is not an armor piercing special rule. Mm. It is just a special rule that says it is minus three to armor save. Mm -hmm. so, well, why would it not stack with the armor piercing from the? Um, well, if you if you read the entry yeah. un underneath the, the arcane bodkins, piercing. it does not have armor piercing. Right, but it's the bow that has armor piercing, yes, not but, the bodkin. But if you explicit if you if you read how it um, the arrows work, it says each type of enchanted arrow replaces the profile of the Azrael ah, longbow yep. with the one shown in its entry, so it gets okay. volley fire. That is interesting. No. Yeah. So. Mm. All right. Yeah, so that's a, a um, technicality kind of. But yeah, I don't think you're going to see these very much. No. I think they're super expensive for yeah. what they get, and there for are better th options for dealing with armor. As yeah, especially will. three more points, you can have some something yeah. that does a lot better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Something. Something. Something we'll later. talk about. Later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I don't think it's going to be any surprise that it's Way Watchers. I think <laughs> yeah. everybody knows know the filth that is uh, Way Watchers now, so yeah. it's not like we're surprising anyone with what we're talking yeah, about. I'd okay. rather spend the three more points to guarantee no armor save. Right? Yeah, exactly. And with an extra um, yeah, all sorts of extra. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 360 line. Well, so verdict we'll is <laughs> not no. verdict is spend your points on the the Way Watchers instead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, next option is um, Swift Shiver Shards. Yeah. Um, at four points a model, this gives you multi-shot too. Um, again, I, I think it's expensive for what it is. Um, if you consider, uh, for example, the repeater crossbow that uh, dark elves can get, uh, I think that's only two points a model. Yeah, it's super. Well, cheap. you just you just pay for it as part of the the profile. Yeah, the, the the model is eleven points. No, twelve points. Yeah, I, but I think there are some. I think there are some. Oh, when you put them on dark riders, yeah. If you put them on dark riders, it's two points a model. Yeah. Um, So, and and again, you know, with way watchers, they have the ability to multi-shot as well. Um, So this another one that feels like it's probably a waste of points. Yeah. Um, Especially, I mean, we can compare it to uh, one of the other arrow types, true flight. When we get to that one, yeah, for sure. And the reason that I'm working downward in points is because actually they get better as they get cheaper. Probably, yeah. Um, so the next one, next two are actually a pair. You've got Starfire and Moonfire. Um, and, uh, these are, I, I like these. Um, I like them cause they're flavorful. Um, I think one of them is worth taking. So these are flaming arrows, mm-hmm. um, magical and flaming. And you get plus one to wound against either the forces of order or the forces of destruction, depending on which one you take. Um, Starfire is the one that that wounds the forces of destruction, and I think that one is actually worth taking, um, and I have taken it, because if you think about everything that has regen, so we'll, so everybody tries to put something flaming in the army, right? Yeah, for, for sure, for regen, at least one, yeah. And yeah. and the ones you're you're scared of are trolls, chimeras, and a bombs, right? forces yeah. of destruction. They're all forces of destruction. So um, and they're all tough five. Um, and so this then makes it your wounding on a five up instead of and a it's six worth up. remembering that this is you know if you're going to go enchanted arrows at all then this is your option for flaming because you can't put the banner of eternal flame or you can put it on but um, no it doesn't apply to, to magical yeah exactly attacks, so it's um, not going to stack with them and also now um, because your standard bearer is is ten points you've got ten points for your standard bearer ten points for the banner. Um, so that's 20 points. It's only another 20, I think, to get a full unit of, of Starfire at that point. Oh, we're getting so plus one to wound. Plus one to wound. So, yeah. so it's like, okay, well, would you take a 30-point magic banner that was flaming and plus one to wound? And, you know, maybe I would. Um, so Score. <laughs> um, it, it, I think that's a reasonable one to take. I would it's, say. I think in, a, in, a, in just one unit, either... At, and we'll get to this in a minute, but there's a bunch of different units that can take these magic arrows. So it always does. It always does sting a little bit to um, take something quite specific in an all comers list. You know, when you feel like you're paying for a bonus that you might go to a tournament and it doesn't pay off in a yeah. single one of your games. Yeah, it's true, and it's forty points, <clears throat> which is right. Not. Uh, I mean, you're always going to get the flaming, but. Yeah, you're only gonna get the. But even then, like when the you time. take the flaming, sometimes that doesn't even work yeah, exactly. against some armies. So, so you could end up paying a lot yeah, for nothing. I, with I those don't think particular... I would put it on Glade Guard, anyways. I would, I I would take those, but I'd put them on the scouts. 
Yep. Yes. You know, all you need is the one wound. You're not looking for sure, a bucket of wounds. Just strip free gen for the and phase. And the then... scouts can be would have the mobility to move around and get that flaming shot where you need it. Yep. So I don't think on the glade guard it's a good choice. Yep. Sure. So Unless let's get into you're fighting the... a forces of destruction all the time. If you're, you're tailoring your list, yeah, you know just, who you're you going know, against your I'm buddy. sure there's going to be some yeah, excellent yeah. matchups yeah. for those arrows. Yeah, for sure. In campaigns, for example, when you yeah. know you're you're coming up you're against... You're going to go double A bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Even, even yeah. if you're coming up against... Uh, like, If I was going to be fighting like high elves or something... Um, I might consider taking those moonfire shot for the extra plus one to wound. Yeah, yeah. Um, why not? <laughs> then you'd be wounding on a three wounding up. on a three up, yeah, against Whew. their elves. That's pretty good. That's yeah. really good. And you've got the, uh, you know, you can murder uh, white lions. Yeah, because you've got the, mm -hmm. the magic magical shot. shot. And yeah. the, both the moonfire and starfire, they are armor piercing. They're armor piercing. Well. Yeah. All yeah. the other arrows are armor piercing. Yeah. It's just the arcade bod. So you're gonna, you know, against a. Most elves, you're gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna, gonna get through that well. light armor that they're wearing. Yeah, yeah, for things. sure. So. Okay, so now we're on to the ones that are three points a model, and, and the ones that are awesome. These are the money right here. Yeah. Um, so there's two types. Uh, one is true flight arrows, um, which, as the name suggests, ignore all to hit penalties. Which so good. is yeah, it's. And when I first read that, it didn't strike me how good it was. But the first time I played against me, I played <laughs> against it. I really realized how good it was, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Things are like over the other side of the table, moving, shooting at skirmishes, and still hitting on threes. Yeah, yep. it's still incredible. hitting on threes. It's really good. <laughs> Take out those chameleon skinks. Chameleon yeah. skinks in a building. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, it actually it actually gives uh, Wood Elves a fighting chance in a watchtower scenario. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm going to hit your guys on threes in there. They better be ready for it. You, know? you can have a line of them behind another unit just firing through. Yeah. And they no can be they can be it. at the back of the table behind your line no penalties shooting yep. shooting shooting yeah exactly it's a really really nice arrow it is um it it is only still strength three it's armor piercing but um what i find that it's really really good at is chaff deletion mm -hmm. right you know you can eliminate the enemy chaff very very especially skirmishy chaff which is often hard to get rid of mm -hmm. skirmishy chaff or um you know, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Even, chaff. even, you know, I think I've even shot your chariots off with, yeah, uh, with, probably. Uh, with some <laughs> of them. Sounds about right. <laughs> like, um, I blacked out. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Compare this to um the the multi shot arrows. You know, a a lot of the time you're gonna be, you're usually gonna be either moving or at long range. Yeah, and then you're paying a penalty to do multi -shot. the multi shot as well. So, so almost always these yeah. are gonna be at least as good, probably better. Yeah, and a sure. cheaper. Yeah, so. from the math hammer perspective, you're you're gonna get yeah. more hits, even though you're less shots. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then the last one here is the hagbane tips, um, which very simply gives you poison attacks. Favorite. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think um, a combination of the two just makes oh, yeah. really solid. You've Super got the poison versatile. for taking off really tough stuff. You've yep. got the true flight for just picking off full units of chaff. I, I agree. Really I, nice. Yep, I agree for sure. Um, so the other neat thing about the Hagbane tips is that they are magical. Um, so this, you know, there's downside in it, you know, the banner of the world dragon, you can still hide behind that. Um, but the upside is, you know, for example, the Kadai Destroyer, <laughs> um, who, who, you know, for regular poison, well, I think for regular poison, 
didn't we determine that it's only he only forces rerolls on rolls to wound? Right. So poison. Right. So poison, poison breaks, breaks him anyway. anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, but maybe this that's way, true flight is getting through that as well, and just yeah, that's true. You know, any of these are are, are not having to reroll, which is kind of nice. And ethereal is obviously yeah. where these shine. Yeah. You know, you're just p- pulling off uh, the. The hex wraiths. Yeah, and the, even spirit hosts can end yep. up being a pain when they get into the wrong place on the battlefield. Yeah. You're just picking those off yep. early game from the back of the table. Yeah, I had I had <clears throat> two games in the last tournament against vampire counts, and both of them were rocking 10 hex wraiths, mm. which normally will wreck you know a, sure. a fair amount of an army because and it really throws you off because you've got to get your one dude with a magical weapon into the right place to yeah. deal with that unit yeah no, you're just... just like he he hid that unit. one of them hid the unit <laughs> and the other one didn't quite realize exactly what was going to happen when he mm. moved into range and so uh, it was kind of embarrassing mm. that's, actually so it's gonna hurt <laughs> yeah so those are the magical arrows um those are available across a bunch of units and we'll mention them whenever whenever we get to them um, I think, you know, I think it opens up a bunch of options. Um, it, it, it addresses some of the shortcomings of the army, um, but it addresses them in a shooty way mm-hmm. yeah. um, for sure. So, which is fun for what else? It's, it's fun. Um, um, what I found is, you know, with new toys, it's a little easy to go overboard on exactly what you're bringing and how much <laughs> of them. So like, Oh, I can take all of this, all the shooting. Yeah. So going back to, to glade guard which is what got us into the magic arrows our two favorite options end up as 15 points per model yeah um Mm -hmm. so the minimum unit of 10 with a musician you're looking at 160 points 160 yep so it seems like seems like a pretty good pretty good core unit to me it's not bad it's very fragile it's very fragile and you know it used to be 126 for my for my 10 plus musician yeah um so i'm now giving up 34 more points um what uh, so what do you think is that overall comparison i know you've used them in different ways so it's hard to yeah compare um, them apples to apples it's it's so i think the true flight encourages um castling right it encourages you to at least with some units yeah necessarily the whole army no not the whole army but you know um for example now if i take true flight let's say i took um uh 21 archers um, I could have them in three ranks of seven in a forest in a venom thicket yeah. at the back of my army. And it doesn't matter what's in front of it. Um, they're going to hit on, on threes. I think that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty solid way to run archers. It seems because then yeah. if anything charges them, you've got 21 attacks back. You ASF poison. Yep. Yeah. And, but to me, it's kind of, I mean, for me personally, I find that style of play kind of dull. Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably wouldn't do it. I haven't done it yet, but I can see that it's very effective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you only have to, you can, if if we, you know, we might go into talk about some combat builds later. You can really just do, you can have your one unit who's dedicated to sit in that forest at the back picking chaff off while the rest of the army is highly mobile combat stuff. Yeah. So yep. I think it's a I don't, really negative play style. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily encourages castling. It just <clears throat> allows you to protect them better. Yeah, I think so, that I think that's true. Um, because, I, it kind of feels a little bit like uh, other people's war machines. Mm. You know, where where there's something at the back, like, um, and more I'm thinking like bolt throwers or whatever, you know, they tend uh. to be, they tend to not be mobile. They're, they're at the back 
and eventually you're going to want to have to get in there but now it's got like 21 wounds and, and <laughs> yeah. poison attacks and, that's awesome and, uh, <laughs> um, yeah but at the same oh. time you know if you think about that unit it's going to be it's going to annihilate you with stand and shoot because of no yeah. modifiers it's going to be 350 <laughs> points of unit yeah, yeah that's you know, expensive which is half expensive. your half your core yeah. um too expensive so, in my book yeah I don't well, know, the, just the ability to pick off a chaff unit per turn in the yep. early game is yeah it's not bad especially you know going up against fast cav heavy armies pull off one a whole unit of fast cav each turn yeah feels pretty tasty to me all right mm -hmm. so okay so let's move That's on glade god yeah let's move on to dryads so took a big hit in this they book. took a hit yeah dryads took took Poor chaps uh took three hits which is and got one yeah. bump um so <laughs> the biggest hit uh is the strength hit mm -hmm. they've gone from strength four down to strength three. just makes them ordinary kind of doesn't it makes it them does. like an orc rather than right um and they also took an initiative hit down from six to five um which you know for most people oh that's not a big deal but when you're fighting other elves it was great to be canceling out their rerolls sure. um so that's another hit um we already talked about the forest spirit hit but the I, I think the one that that makes them unusable for me, um, and I know I'm kind of jumping the gun here though, is that they're no longer skirmishing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now you have a 25 millimeter base infantry model that can't take a musician. Yeah, um, it's really that maneuverability hit. It's not it's not the other aspects of being ranked up. It's just the no, and the I would maneuverability have, hit. I would have loved to have you know the ranked up dryads if i could a take a musician or or b um allow me to pay for an upgrade for skirmish yeah that would have been right fine, right i mean even at me, strength three with skirmish i would have taken i thought them. i thought dryads moving to like before this new book come out came out i thought that's one of the things that what else really needed to compete was to be able to have like a good block of dryads to hold their own and to give you like a combat anvil yep whereas but I was imagining them, you know, with some kind of musician option, call it whatever you want, like a wood whistler or whatever. Right, you know, um, I, wood whistler. <laughs> the pipe. Just some kind of musician option that lets them reform and the strength for. Yeah. You know, if if they had just kept them like that and ranked them up, ooh, that would be a nice I mean, combat block. If, but... Even if they'd pushed the points value up per model. Yeah, sure. Because at that point, be you know, they're kind of, combat block. they're as tough as Saurus. And as fast as elves, you know, I always thought they were the best core in the game yeah. uh, previously. And the, the thing that let them down was no static combat resolution because right. you're skirmishers, mm -hmm. right? So you always ran them just eight or, you know, fairly low, as low as you could go. Um, and, and they would wreck face for their mm -hmm. points value. Um, now it's like, I mean, they don't have the armor piercing, so they're only strength three. Um, they, they, they're, Ward save is worse. Yeah. Um, so they, they die more easily. Um, so seems like a damn shame. It they is either a damn needed shame. to just leave them as they were and rank them up or, you know, nerf the stat line like they did, leave them skirmish and bring the points down a bit. And then there'd be a nice, like, throwaway unit kind of thing still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they brought the points down by one. They're now yeah. only 11 points a model. Um, the combination of those changes is just. It's, it's it hard. Really I've. Way. Um, I run them, um, you know, the thing that you absolutely fear is that, you know, low armor save and you literally can do nothing against it. Mm -hmm. 
you know you're you might be wounding right it's like the only thing without armor piercing well the the only time i would take these is if i was taking a venom thicket as my main forest and that unit would never leave the venom thicket Hmm. and you would just push the the thicket up the forest and then put them in it and kind of anchor a certain point on the the table table because then they're top four with two attacks poison and hatred and hatred so they did get hatred that was their bump Um, Mm -hmm. they've still got fear um and so now even with the two attacks they they are going to re-roll um they do get to re-roll even against elves um but now being only initiative five uh, chances are more of them are going to be dead by the time you're actually fighting right well yeah they don't have Um, always strikes first like they don't have asf exactly yeah but yeah if they're against other elves i don't think they're going to fare very well but um i would i would not want to face these guys um with poison with poison <laughs> yeah, against sure not. Um, a monster or anything else yeah you know, it just wouldn't be worth it yeah so. um but i think as we'll see later there there are actually some even some better options for doing the same thing yep. and i think that's what really kills them is that that no matter what role you're intending them to play yeah, there's, there's something, something else that plays a better and this yeah. really goes to the main problem of the book which is the internal balance between the elfy options and the tree options well even even in uh, inter-elf options i think think the balance is is not great but we'll talk about that once we've gone through everything um the biggest concern that i had about the models for my dryads i was worried that they wouldn't rank up Mm -hmm. um you know because i didn't i just there were skirmishers and i think somebody else stuck half of them together for me um but you know i plopped them on a movement tray and then they're fine Okay. Yeah, that 25 meal base, base really helps a and, lot. And they're kind of spindly, so yeah. you can, you know, move them around and, and they'll they'll rank up okay. Sweet. Okay, so uh, Glade Riders are next. So Glade Riders are fast cavalry. Their stat profile hasn't changed. Um, they get ASF now, um, of course, being being elves. Um, armor piercing bow and spear. They have an armor piercing bow and an armor piercing spear. Yeah, yeah. It's the um, first time the the Azrae spear pops up. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the so Azrae we'll, spear is just as uh, strength as I think it's a strength. Just a spear, it's but plus, strength it's as a, user. Yeah, it's yeah. just how spears work normally, except armor piercing. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. it's not just how spears oh, yeah, act normally. We got into this, didn't yeah. we? So we this noticed is, something. This is the thing. It it does not have the rules of the spear. It has the special rules: armor piercing and fight in extra ranks. Um, which means that um, you can still use it um, on a turn after you've charged into combat or after the first turn of combat. Oh. Right. So whereas um, most mounted models after you, you are. That is a big difference. Uh, after you well, charge. You're still not getting the strength bonus. You're only getting the strength bonus on the charge. It does say that. But then with the actual spear, it says you literally put the spear down and are then using your hand weapon, which, of course, with the Azrae spear would mean you're then putting that down and losing your armor piercing. Yep. Right. But this one doesn't have say that. that. So yep. you will just keep hold. You'll keep the spear. So keep mm. your armor piercing, okay. even in turns. But that's only when mounted, right? Right, when right. Mounted, when yeah. mounted. So on infantry, it still works the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah they mm-hmm. always fight with their spears. Yeah. Okay. It's just as a wood elf player, you know, if somebody tells you that you, you no longer have a spear after the first round of combat, the answer on is your that's not true. The answer is you do, and you yep. can argue that point. Yeah, and uh, I suspect that that will get FAQ'd. Um, 
And there's a couple of other things along that vein that will get FAQ'd. I think it feels more like an oversight. But as we speak. Yes, but as we speak, that's that's the way it should be played. Um, and so the big difference for the Glade Riders, uh, they've dropped from uh, 24 points a model down to 19. Mm, super good. Um, and but... they gain the Ambusher special rule. Um, Blessing and a curse, isn't it? Yeah. It, it is. It is. It's not an optional rule. You must ambush, and and you know at that point it's it's all like you said it's a blessing and a curse, right? You can you can kind of build a build an army around it and build a strategy around it. And uh, actually, at Wet Coast, um, the guy who finished second overall brought the Wood Elves and did exactly that. Mm. Um, his entire core was Glade Riders, three right. units of ten, and. Uh, um, the rest of his army, I think he had a tree man, an eagle, and then a whole bunch of, of fast cap mm. in a big unit. Sure. So, so you just can't, you know, you can build an effective strategy around them, but you just can't expect to use them the same as the other elves are using their fast cap. You know, no. where you have the... Um, the 95-point <coughs> redirecting Exactly, unit. yeah. yeah. Your yeah. redirector who's there at the beginning makes the vanguard, you know, you, you can strategize about where they're going to get with the vanguard who they're going to redirect yep you just end up not being able to yep. use them that way i took these guys in the game that i did play i took one unit of them with true flight and yep because they can get all the magic arrows yeah fa thankfully they came on turn two yep like i i mean that's the other thing i had been playing uh seventh edition ambushers rules for the longest time and mm -hmm. i've didn't realize that just a three up and they're on turn two no matter what um so uh they did great they came on turn two they started removing models that turn and for the rest of the game because they're they're so fast at movement and i got to bring them on right on the board where i needed them the rest of the game they were just mopping stuff up for me it was so great i i think they're good yeah um but the fact that you can't depend on them to be there turn one they're definitely never there um, turn one. Yeah. Turn two, I mean, you can usually bank on them for the second half of the game. Yeah. But you can't bank on them for the first half. Yeah. Mm. Which is the kind of thing, you know, with fast cav, with a vanguard and a turn of moving that you're missing out on yeah. by having ambush. Yep. You know, those two moves can pretty much get you to anywhere on the table that you need to be anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Seems like there's a lot of redundancy. Yeah. And maybe... If they do ninth edition ambushers, the ambusher rule will change. Will be optional, maybe, yeah. and oh. be optional. Which, if that happens, then these guys you're going to see them uh, flooding the table. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. If yeah. if ambusher was optional, uh, these guys are amazing. Right. Yeah. Even without without any magic arrows, they're a ninety five point five wound redirector. Mm -hmm. Um. That you know it has they armor can, piercing. It has armor piercing. It can kind of harass <laughs> stuff. Um, uh, with Hagbane tips, they're probably the ultimate in War Machine Hunters. Sure. You know, because at that point, they're only 110 points. You get five shots of poison. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, they're. I, if they were not ambushers or if ambushers was optional, these guys would be if it was, phenomenal. Yeah, if it's just optional, you just decide as you're deploying whether yeah. they're deploying regularly or ambushes, it would be awesome because you can respond to what you see on the table yeah. yep. as to whether you want these guys on there yeah. or, or ambushing. Yeah, but unfortunately, as it stands, I think, um, yeah, I think one unit is good because, uh, you know, it's not a huge amount of points. 
um, a, a one small unit. But but beyond that, you have to construct an entire strategy. Right, which it. is obviously yeah. what this guy did quite successfully. Yeah. At, at White Coast. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so um, they can also take a um, magic standard up to twenty five points. Um, so that's worth uh, worth noting. Yeah, Any good options get, there? You can get so many magic standards in here. You can get a lot of magic <laughs> like for, in this army. For me, I'm like, I can have one, and that's on and my BSB. Whole, <laughs> and, and if I take that, that guy has a, you know, Terrible a five-up armor save yeah. and a six-up parry, and <laughs> he just dies if somebody looks at him. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's, it's the same as Dark Elves, really. Every unit can just yeah, take a just magic Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. You know, so yeah. spoiled. Um, I'm not sure I would ever take it, but if again, it would be something you would have to be constructing a strategy yeah, around. Yeah, no. I don't see much advantage would to would probably be the leadership banner or something along those sure, lines. Sure, because they're yeah. going to be operating outside. Or any, the extra movement. Bubble. Maybe extra yeah, movement, yeah. But, but with them yeah. being ambushers, you can bring them on from the side of the yeah. table. Mm. I mean, who knows? Um, okay, and then... Um, last core option. Yeah, the last core option um, is Eternal Guard. So these guys are 11 points a model. They, in their previous book, um, they were 12 points. They were special, um, but you could bring them into core if you were running a lord, uh, one of the fighty lords, right? Mm. So um, the they've just gone flat out and made them core. Um, the really cool part, they have not changed their profile. So there's still weapon skill weapon five, skill five call. leadership, oh, beautiful. leadership nine. Um, so LD nine core. <laughs> yeah. So in the previous book, if you had a noble or a Lord in the, in the unit, they were stubborn. Now they're just flat just out stubborn. stubborn. So good. Oh. Yeah. For a core unit, that is delightful. For a core unit, yeah. they're, they're they've got the three. They're still, still top three, but they're, they're still very yeah. <laughs> Actually, I love these guys. Yeah, I think, I, I think from the the models are stunning. Yeah, yep, the, they got new models. The fluff for them, like I just love the idea of having spear elves just ready to fight to the last. Yeah, you know, to defend the forest, I think it's so cool. Yeah, so these guys are like. Fluffwise, my favorite guys in the core section. But. Yeah, yeah, I like the new models. I'm not a big fan of the the helmets that they've got. Or the no, yeah. but you would just put the sweet hoods on them. Yeah, instead. yeah, Give them of the, course, the ranger of course, hoods. Yeah. I do like that the hoods. Awesome. Um, the other thing is the weapon change. Which yep, was yep. They've got the Azrai spear now. Um, they used to have this um, special Eternal Guard fighting style, um, which was basically a way of saying. We know you've got old Wood Elf Spearman, and now we've brought out this new Eternal Guard model that has a two-headed spear, um, the Sirath. Um, so we're going to say that they've got a special fighting style, and it gave them um, it gave them an extra attack, mm -hmm. and it gave them the ability to fight in extra ranks. Mm -hmm. So they've lost that extra attack, but they've still got the ability to fight in extra ranks. And if they're in a forest, it's an extra extra rank. Sure. Um, and it's the Azrai spear, so it's armor piercing. So one of the things you used to have to do with Eternal Guard was give them the Razor Banner at uh, 45 points plus the Standard Bearer. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty, pretty considerable. Built an armor piercing is awesome. Very, very good. So When you're kicking out that many attacks at Weapon Skill 5 and um, ASF. Rerolling to wound. Rerolling re the ones to wound yeah. possibly as well. Yeah. If you're in the <laughs> if you're in the woods and it's a venom thicket, so it's these, poison. These yeah. guys are better than any other Spear Elf. 
They are for sure, uh, for sure. especially I think so. especially because yeah, like you said, which I didn't realize this, the series spear. It isn't a spear, by the definition of the rule book. It is a separate weapon that fights in extra ranks. So you will get to use it if you charge. You'll get that extra rank. Well, for infantry, I don't think it makes the difference. It does. Right? It does. Yeah, because the Azrael the, oh, the yeah, spear yeah. says. Um, oh, it speci yeah. explicitly says you yeah. don't get it in the charge. Otherwise, so. on a cav model, it works just like a spear. Yep. It's plus one, except that it's armor piercing, right? Um, well, but for for the footmen, so there's a difference cav and foot then because the yeah. cav difference is you're always fighting with the spear in every round so you so always get armor you always piercing. get armor piercing yeah but you only get the plus one strength and on the charge so on the charge yeah, yeah. yeah um but now with the foot the foot one that's a good point yeah and so charge and, charge and still so do armor people piercing. who play wood elves or play against them don't get hung up on the word spear in the name of the weapon yeah, it's, yeah. it's a different because it's weapon. not a spear by the definition they should have just called book. it like something else yeah, yeah like right. the Sirath or something yeah you know, as ray poker <laughs> <Potter. laughs> sharpened stick yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah i think these guys are a great choice so i would always give them a shield which brings them up to 12 points each yeah but yeah. then they're still only a couple of points more than a, a high elf or dark elf spearman and the bonuses of having um, you know, the extra weapon skill and that built in armor yeah. piercing and We're, stubborn. Yeah, they're it's, they're gonna kick the nice. butt of, of any other spearman. Sure. You know, at weapon skill five for sure and stubborn. Um I, right, I think so they're fantastic. A horde of these guys five deep in the woods. Yes. Every model could attack. Every model attacks. Yes. Oh it's, no, six six deep could fight six in the deep? woods. No, only five. Horde. If, if a horde, horde gives you two three. ranks normally, horde. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So up to five. Mm -hmm. Up to so five you can ranks. Get 50, and, uh... yeah. And, <laughs> and the wood Ricky is actually. Looks pretty happy the venom us. thicket would be big enough to oh. incorporate the whole horde. It would. It yeah. would hold the whole thing. So it just end. creates a no go zone on the You're entire like, board. Bring it. And then you put. Ooh. Ooh. We'll get to that magic standard later. But oh, my goodness. I, yeah. Death Star. I mean, you could definitely build a Death Star around these guys. I like them as just a smallish unit. I, mean, yeah, I think like 21 in 7 by 3 so you're still getting the yeah. the maximum 21 attacks against pretty much anything you're going to fight. Yeah. Um, and I would just slap the, the movement banner on them because mm. movement 6 infantry yeah. is badass. You're just yeah. getting them. The, the role I see for these guys is, you know, Late game, you in the Wood Elf Army, as we're going to go into, you have a lot of fast, hard hitting stuff. These guys are just getting over to break steadfast when you yeah. finally need to, to break a unit after you've done yeah. crap and damage. Or them, they're, so. the, they're the last line to take the charge and hold sure. it while everybody else counter charges in. Yeah, and when with you such run a small out, footprint, yeah. you know, you can, you can get in the way of something very easily. And, you know, you, you'll lose combat because you're only tough three with but light armor and a stubborn. shield. But you're stubborn. You're going to stay stubborn there. Leadership nine. Leadership and you'll nine. Poke them full of holes. So I could also see um, um, potentially throwing the, the the gleaming pennant into this unit, um, depending on how the rest of your army is put together. Mm. Which one's that? That's the, the one that allows one you a reroll, oh, just yeah? in case yeah. stubborn case fails. You fail. or um, or you're outside your BSB. Even the leadership banner, because yeah. then you're stubborn leadership on ten, 10 yeah. which is not bad. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see the leadership banner, especially if you're going to take a wizard general and bunker her in sure. there, or you're taking a hero general, you know, another yeah. leadership nine. So Yeah, so good. Yeah, these guys, I think, um, paired with the Glade Guard, just make 
for a solid that's core a really nice choice. core i think um, um, and i agree and i think that's a huge difference from the last book right um it used to be in the last book uh you were kind of going for a ton of glade guard and and some dryads some dryads um and and dryads depending on who you were fighting against um they could even be potentially optional mm-hmm. um, because the strength four bows and the glade guard could do so much damage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and there the was just a paucity of other good choices. There so. were, yeah. The glade riders were so expensive. Yeah. The the glade guard scouts, which was the other option, were also very expensive. Um, so yeah, now now eternal guard glade guard and that to me makes a whole ton of sense right yeah yeah here's your two basic right warriors, Fluff-wise, it's real archers nice. spearmen i mean that brings me back to the the old days <laughs> um and and they're both they're both pretty good and for different reasons yeah um, which is good because you know what I'm, I'm fed up taking 40 archers yeah to be perfectly honest sure. you know in my core so i love couple couple units glade guard and one medium unit of eternal guard seems like a reasonably good core to me yeah i like it and it doesn't feel like again it doesn't feel like a tax right right? Uh, feels like those would be reasonable choices even if you didn't have to take them indeed special there is a lot of good stuff in special so um special actually used to be the weakest section in the sixth edition book um I ran armies with zero special at times. Um, and I took war dancers all the time, but that was because my theme. Yeah. Um, I, um, towards the end of the book, I was running a single unit of war dancers and a single unit of wild riders, um, minimum amount of models in each. And they were pretty effective for what they did, but I wouldn't wanted to, I wouldn't wanted to have run more. Yeah. Um, that is definitely no longer the case. So, um, let's start with the, um, the, one of the new units Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's infantry. So Ricky's super happy. Um, so Wildwood Rangers, um, this is the second half of the dual kit that the Eternal Guard come in. Uh, they are, um, uh, hands down my favorite new model, yeah. um, from the, the ones that were released. Mm-hmm. Um, they're beautiful cloaked light armor carrying what can best be described as Klingon batliths. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they look uh, so sweet. Yeah, so this is the this is the great weapon unit. I love that they just found a way to make those weapons look unique like nothing else in Warhammer. Yep. Because yeah. elves with great weapons is pretty heavily overdone in the other two. Yep. Elfy armies, but they just made them look special. Yeah, and I think both <clears> the other <throat> armies they've got they've got big swords they've got big axes yeah and this is like let's make a sword axe <laughs> yeah so sex yeah a little sex. bit of column a a little <laughs> bit of column <laughs> b <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> wildwood rangers on the sex <laughs> okay so these guys um they're uh same profile as uh, eternal guard mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. the fluff behind them is that they are um, from the Wildwood area of Athaloran, so that's its own kind of province or whatever region, realm, whatever they call them. Um, and it's the place where um, Coadil and uh, all the other crazy elf-hating forest spirits have been locked up behind a bunch of waystones. And what happens is, you know, every now and again, these crazy-ass forest spirits come out of the Wildwood, 
break free of the Waystones, and the Wildwood Rangers are the ones that go and kick their butts and, mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> bind them back up inside the Wildwood again. And they're pretty determined about it too, right? They're pretty <clears throat> determined indeed. There's some nice um, fluff about how, you know, they'll show up to help in some battle in a far-off place, and people will think they're just, you know, there to help with the battle, but it's all really because the opposing army has some, like, concealed tree spirit in it somewhere. Yep. Who they've been hunting across the entire old world. Yeah, and and a lot of the time <clears throat> it's like these guys are are in here because their their children have been taken by the forest spirits or you know something bad's happened in them. I really like the fluff of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, they're pretty cool. Um, and, Favorite. Yeah. So fluff plus cool model. Um, so let let's go through the rules for them. Um, they're eleven points a model. Um, at that point. Bargain. Um, you do not pay for any upgrades on them whatsoever, so they are um, equal cheapest um, unit in the in the game. Uh, they come with a great weapon and light armor, one of the few armored units in the in the Wood Elves. Uh, they've got ASF, so with the great weapon, that means uh, they're striking an initiative order, which is five. Um, Forest Stalker, like we mentioned earlier, and then they uh, they're immune to psych because they're always uh, you know hunting these great terrible. Uh, you'd have to be really scary forest spirit dudes and and then they've got this guardians of the wildwood special rule um and that's this is an, a neat and fluffy special rule which basically says if you're fighting against um something that causes fear or terror you get plus one attack oh yeah <laughs> so i mean it it's <clears throat> um it's not quite as good as um you know having two attacks to start off with sure for sure. Um, but you know what? It's it's not a bad boost. And when you consider that that with great weapons, a lot of the time what you want to get them into is something that's a little bit bigger and tougher. Mm-hmm. And there's so many armies that have fear-causing and terror-causing units that it's mm-hmm. not hard to pick a matchup. Yeah, and the, I mean, even anymore, we, we don't even think of fear or terror really because it became so benign in this edition so just the fact that they're probably going to get those two attacks most of the time. Yep. And we, I mean, uh, against, against ogres, you're always getting always, two attacks, right? right? Any undead, undead kings. Yep. Demons. demons all like that's yeah. four armies where you're, you're getting plus two attack, uh, plus attack, plus one attack against everything in their army. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's so many monstrous cav and monstrous infantry upgrades for every mm-hmm. army that it's not going to be difficult to, to, to get that. Yeah. And this is something that, the last book really was lacking you didn't have can openers and they gave you a can opener yeah i mean it's it's i I think it's not bad i don't think you're gonna you don't want to have these guys up against the one-up uh um Mm -mm. heavy heavy cav or heavy um it would be nice if they could take um so they can take a 25 point standard yep um it'd be nice if they could take um a fifty point one, so you could put the armor piercing banner on them, and that would be then that would be, be a reasonable boost for sure. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the only way they can get that right now is is with BSB. the BSB, yeah, which is su- sucky way to use your BSB. So I know I I do like these guys, but I feel I mean comparing them to other great weapon elves who are in the game, I feel like you come up a little bit shortchanged for your eleven points. Comparing them to like a swordmaster, let's say who always has the extra attack. Who has better weapon skill? Who has heavy armor? Mm-hmm. Gets the the parry against shooting attacks. Right, right. 
<clears throat> these guys are dirt cheap, though. I think a Swordmaster is... 13. They're 13. So it's only a two-point difference. Yeah. I feel like I, I get yeah. more for my money with the Swordmaster. Although I'm not saying this is a bad choice. Yeah, it's, immune uh, to Psych is strong. <clears throat> that is strong. Um, fighting in an extra rank in the woods is going to be strong. Yeah, Swordmaster is always fighting an extra rank. Yeah. Always. Yeah, that's true. Um, the re- <clears throat> re-rolling ones in a forest, but again, it's situational. So, yeah. So, yeah. No, I think they're decent, but... Uh, they're they're definitely not... I mean, you can't do a direct comparison and expect them to come out as... Sure, as because kind of great weapon infantry is the bread and butter of a high elf army, really, whereas this is a little bit more of a niche thing for the wood elves. Yeah, yeah. So. and I think... Um, I think where I could see these guys um, doing reasonably well is, um, you know, again, a smallish unit, a little bit like your Eternal Guard. In fact, I think they make a pretty good complement to Eternal mm-hmm. Guard in an infantry list. Um, and uh, um, they're going to be great in a in a forest because of that extra rank. So you're getting an extra set of attacks. But I could see, you know, a re- unit somewhere between 15 and 20 um or maybe 15 and 21 mm-hmm. um um being a reasonably effective uh combat block the downside is what you were mentioning earlier the forest strider does not um mm-hmm. allow you to to you know remain steadfast yeah which is um, one of the things that eternal guard can just not worry about because they're stubborn, stubborn anyway yeah yeah so they don't but if care be stubborn in the forest yeah no, but if they could you know <clears throat> well, not even be just stubborn, just just keep yeah. their rank bonus, you know. Mm, yep. Um, instead of being disrupted in the woods, then then yes. they would be really nasty in the woods. Um, but you yeah. know, again, giving them poison, you know, a venom thicket, it's gonna it's gonna do some damage. Yep. Especially if you are up against something that does fear, you can maybe reform wide and maximize those number of attacks, and then unload. With the poison and the strength five, you're going to get through some armor saves. You're going to do a mm-hmm. lot of initial wounds. Sure. Because, you know, poison on something high strength is always really nasty. Yep. So. Yep. Um, I think that, you, you know, the downside is, uh, obviously, with the great weapon, you, you lose your rerolls. Yeah. Um, but you are weapons go five. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. against, you know, most things... Core troops yeah. and and even a lot of special troops. You're hitting on threes. Well, and a lot of monsters. Lot of, exactly almost all monsters, monsters yeah. are three. Yeah. And some are four. So yeah. Yeah. you're you're looking at pretty much cutting things down pretty quick. Yeah, you're hitting yeah. on threes. You're probably wounding on fours or fives, um, but you've got multiple attacks. Mm-hmm. So if you're seven wide, um, you know you're getting what fourteen attacks from your front rank and mm-hmm. another seven from your back. Mm-hmm. So. That's 21 attacks. That's not bad going. You're going to get um, a reasonable amount. You're going to get enough wounds mm-hmm. to kill your average monster in sure. a single round of combat. And sure. like you said, these guys can take one standard. I w- this is the unit that if I was taking them, I'd probably put the flaming banner on. Because me and as me and Tom were talking about that on the break. That um, They're going to be the ones that you want to pair against the Chimera and the other stuff. If you can manage to get them there, yep. you're going to get rid hell of that pits. regen. Yeah, the hell pits, things like that. <clears throat> yep. You're going to... Probably wait to see those things deployed, and you're going to put these guys opposite them and run them at it. Yep. And if you have that uh, fear or the flame banner on there, because you don't need to put the flame banner on your shooters now, because that you can get that through the arrows. Yep. So yeah. The problem with them is they're pretty. They're well, they're really soft. Yeah. Which in combat you're going to expect anyway, but against you know anything with a little bit of shooting, bit of peppering with some yeah. dark elf crossbows, and this unit's going to be gone. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's true across the board pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and my feeling on that is if they're shooting at these guys, they're probably shooting at the wrong unit. Um, you know, there's, there's other units that are scarier that you probably mm-hmm. should be shooting at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, uh, I, I think, I think I, I love the models in these guys. Yeah. I, I love the fluff. I think there's a, um, I don't think they're a terrible choice. Not at no. all. Like, um, and in certain builds, a very good choice. Yeah. Really depends on how you're building the army. Yeah. And, and I think, <laughs> Um, the paint scheme that they have for them in the book is beautiful. The kind of autumnal theme. Oh, my it's God. Really, it's really it's drool-worthy. Um, I really liked it. Um, so, yeah, overall, um, really like this as an addition to the uh, yeah. to the army. Definitely not, not something you're going to see in every army, but no. something that can be used effectively. Yeah, and that's nice, yep. you know, so... Okay, um, I'm uh, I'm going through the digital edition, yes, because I bought that one too. Um, so I don't know what's next in your books, but next up for me is Ward Answers. Yeah. Yep. All right, so it looks like it's the same order. So Ward Answers, um, beautifully iconic uh, for the Games Workshop Wood Elves. These are kind of like the the woad painted uh, warriors. They got the blue tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got. You know, always got a ton of <clears throat> blades on them and hardly any clothes. And yeah. they basically dance around <laughs> and, and kick the butt of anything that, that walks. Yeah. Um, and the Orion books um, feature the war dancers quite heavily. Um, and uh, so I was looking forward to great things for them. Um, so let's talk about what they've got. Um, so they're 15 points a model. Mm-hmm. Um, they are an, a weapon skill and initiative six. Um, which is is pretty great. Other than that, it's a standard elf profile. Mm-hmm. Um, so weapon skill six on a, a rank and file model. There's only a few that have that in the whole arm. Well, in the whole infantry. Game. Yeah, but they're they're not rank and file though. That's <laughs> well, I, I mean, but, like yeah. a, on a on a non character model, right? right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they are skirmishers. <laughs> um, they've got two hand weapons, so that one attack, um, you know, they get that extra extra attack. Um, they're ASF and Forest Stalker and immune to psych. Um, and then, as I mentioned, they have talismanic tattoos. So they had this in the previous edition. Um, they've taken a little bit of a nerf. Um, they just Now they just grant a six-up ward. Um, they used to be a six-up ward plus MR1, um, which meant you at least had a five-up ward against fireballs and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just a six-up ward now. And then they've got... Um, the Shadow Dances of Loic special rule. So they had this in the previous book. These are basically the dances that they choose to do at the start of each combat. Mm-hmm. So you can't do the same one two two uh, two turns in a row. Correct. Um, and they have a choice of four different ones that they can do. Uh, the first one is Whirling Death, where they get armor piercing and killing blow. Uh, second one is Storm of Blades, where they get plus one attack. Third one is Shadow's Coil, where they get a three-up ward. And the fourth one is the Woven Mist, which is enemy units in base contact with the unit receive no combat result bonus for extra ranks. So um, let, let's talk about those um, a little bit. The Whirling Death, um, AP and Killing Blow. Um, I think that's probably the one that... that you're going to use the most often. That's your offensive option, yeah, right? it is your especially offensive for option. characters <clears throat> when you send. Yeah, how I many am. how many attacks can you get on a character with that? You could get six. 
seven if you have a champ. Well, if you or have, if you have extra, if you're a supporting rank two. as well. If you have a supporting rank, you can get another three. Yeah, so you, you get, get 10, ten attacks on a character with yeah. AP and combo. I actually, I, I did use that dance, and um, I was surprised. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that <laughs> worked quite well. Yeah, yeah. I actually killed some stuff with it. <laughs> yeah, um, against yeah, against nice. infantry or cavalry. Um, I think against it shines against uh, cavalry heroes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Caval- cavalry lords, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like uh, against empire, against vampire counts, you know the things that that um, uh, don't necessarily have like super high toughness. Although um, the, the the toughness doesn't really matter for killing, no, yeah, killing blow right. purposes, um, but you know where you might otherwise struggle to get through like a one-up armor save or or whatever yeah. else. The other th- nice thing is if you do that dance. Um, and you are in the woods, then you get to re-roll the ones and maybe get another killing blow. Yep. So it was just kind of nice. Yeah. But you know, killing blow is hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the you're still only strength three. Um, so if you're not doing anything with killing blow, like against anything that's not infantry or cavalry, um, you're, you're kind of uh, you're struggling with this one. Right. Yeah. And they used to be um, in the last edition. They had plus one strength on the charge. They had plus one strength on the charge. But they lost that they this lost time. It. Yeah, uh-huh. and and the the idea behind that was half of the models had great weapons, and the mm-hmm. other half had two blades, and so they basically said, well, you get an extra attack and you get plus one strength on the charge, mm-hmm. um, and they really, I think they really miss it having only strength three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. it kind of hurts. How do you like them as a kind of supporting unit? To- Try and take the uh, use the <clears throat> negate rank bonus one. Yeah, so th- there's um, another ambiguity here, of course, um, which is it says you receive no combat result bonus for extra ranks. Um, so the um, question there was, does that mean that Skaven don't get their um, extra, you know, their strength and numbers special rule? Mm-hmm. Um, so they would they yeah really that yeah. good that's just your rank bonus added to your leadership right yep so, so if, if you have, have no, no rank, rank bonus yeah. yeah that's that's the question hmm. yeah but they're saying that this is in regards to combat resolution if they had just said rank bonus then it would be black yep. and white yeah but... exactly and, and i think there was a couple of other things where it's not just about skaven where there were questions raised and mm-hmm. um so it's. I think it's okay. The problem is they have to be alive at the end of combat for that to right. yeah. for that to right. come in. And they if are, you choose that dance, then you... yeah. If you've chosen that dance, they're, <clears throat> they're tough three with no armor save. Yeah. So um, somebody can just go. Okay. Well, I'll direct all my attacks at the war dancers. The only way you can really get away with it is if you're in the flank. If they're in the flank. Yeah. Sure. If you're in the flank and you have the uh, champ in there, and you charge in single file then they're going to be there. Yeah, but, for sure. You can guarantee it that but, way, but, but it's... Yeah, it's then tricky. you give up Maybe a bunch of Maybe not a good use for them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the Shadow's Coil is interesting. I think that gives you a bit of survivability against um, impact hits, for example. Yeah, yeah. You throw that one out if you want. Right. Because these guys, are, uh, let's see, are they, they stubborn or unbreakable now? No, they're just immune to psychology. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so they, but they're 15, they're 15 points a model, and you can take five up. So it's 75 points. They're not a bad um, sure. throwaway unit. Um, it, you know, you can you can absolutely take a charge from pretty much anything with a three upward save, 
yeah. and and reasonably expect to survive for a turn at least one of them yeah yeah and you're gonna you know with a unit of five you're gonna dish back 10 attacks and your your asf mm. so you're gonna do some damage first right um and so you you have a chance of potentially tying combat with a three upward save yeah um so you know you you they're a bit more of a speed bump than than they used to be they're cheaper they were 18 points a piece yeah, yeah. um uh, you know, I would have preferred them to stay 18 points and to keep, keep the plus, plus one, one strength. strength. But um, the three up is better than the four up ward save they used to have. Um, and the woven mist is new, like the the yeah, the, that's fun. Uh, the I disruption, think. I think it's fun. So so again, I kind of feel a little bit like uh, these guys are not a terrible choice. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I don't think I would want to run a lot of them. No. Um, I think <clears throat> they're, they're a support unit. I think you're either, you're probably running between five and eight of them. Um, you know, you don't want to put too many points into them because right. they're going to die real easily. Yeah. Um, but, but they're great to come in in the flank of something. Um, I think they, they can protect a flank really well. So if you've got archers in the backfield, you can put these guys um, you know, on the flank mm -hmm. of the archers and pre prevent uh, people from, you know, charging in with their, uh, with their cavalry or whatever, mm -hmm. um, at least enough to get your archers out of the way. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think these guys um, are going to pair well, like a unit of, a small unit of these with a small unit of scouts moving in tandem would be a really... Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. But you would have to you you'd be kind of losing the scout deployment part. Well, the, well, the scouts can deploy as scouts, and these guys move up to yeah work with to them. Join them. And yeah, then yeah. you know be, between the two of them, you can maybe do double fleas. No, they can't. Can... They can't flee because they're immune to psych. That's, nope. Oh, that's true. That's a bit of a bummer. Oh darn! Yeah, <laughs> there goes that. There goes that. <laughs> but but you can you can you know you can just take the flee the scouts through the yeah. war dancers and then there's a longer charge that has yeah. to be made and yeah. what have you. So yeah, um, I think again these guys have a place. Maybe not in every list. Um, they're not an auto include. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. And they uh, they they're just they're squishy, but they're cheaper. Yeah. Um, interestingly, cool you can, you, there are cool models <laughs> and you can, you can upgrade, uh, one to a musician, one to a champion, no banner. Um, and you can exchange the extra hand weapon for a spear, the Azrai spear. For a point, not even for a, a free point. swap. It's not a free swap. Seems like Seems not a great choice. Kind of weird. I'm I mean, if you want to do, right, if you want to be offensive then you have the dance that is going to give you armor piercing already well think about it like this um it's it's any model so it's not every model oh any model yeah okay so so what that means is you can have your third rank mm -hmm. with spears you can do a unit of six the two in the back have spears mm. yeah and you're fighting with the entire unit yeah now i understand or I, I figured that was you whole could do, unit you could do the four in the back with spears because then you're only getting one attack from the second rank anyways it and might as well be armor piercing, piercing yeah. Yeah. and have the two up front be yep yep yeah. exactly so you could do small small elite units of six where you're maximizing yeah and your I, attacks but not yeah i think that feels kind of I mean, you're getting into real subtle territory there. Yeah, that, um, that starts to feel like the um, uh, the Slayers back in the Dwarves. Or <laughs> there's some interesting tricks you can play with right, them. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but so what do you, like when you shoot, playing. you have to kind of randomize which weapon dies? No, um, I don't think so. I think you take them off the back, just like 
just like no. Oh, so you'd just lose those spear guys yeah, first. Yeah, lose the spear then. guys first. Which, you know, makes sense, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, all right. So that's Ward Answers. Next up, Trekin. Trekin. Okay, so Trekin were in the last book. Um, I think arguably they were 65 points. Um, they were one of the scariest monsters yeah. infantry in the game. They were, yeah. Uh, and they provided a real nice combat block for they, what else? Yeah, they were the the hammer. Mm -hmm. The uh, six would be a mainstay. Well, you had your tree man as an anvil for sure as well. Um, but likewise, they were also a hammer. Um, so, so you know the the headline here that everybody knows is that that the forest spirits have all taken a strength nerf. So they've gone from strength five down to strength four. However. They've dropped in points dramatically. Dramatically. They're only 45 points Didn't they lose now. a lot of initiative too? Nope. They've always initiative three. Okay. Um, three attacks, three wounds, tough five. That's all the same. Still the same scaly skin, four up. Still flammable, still cause fear. Still a forest spirit. But of course now that's just a six up armor. Mm -hmm. Or six up board save, sorry. So um, the big difference also though is the Treekin Elder is now only 10 points. He used to be 20. Um, so throwing in that that extra attack is mm -hmm. not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so now you can get a little unit of three for 135 points. Is that right? Am I doing math right? Yeah, 135, which is not bad. But your your unit of six or eight um, is way more affordable than it yes. used to be, right? I used to be taking a unit of six for 400 points. Mm -hmm. um, now it's, you know, just two, 280 or 270. Um, so much better. So much better. Um, but, but they are... They are pretty much strictly um, an anvil, right? Or they're great at taking out infantry. I um, think, um, and I think what we saw here initially, um, the, the great thing about doing this review later is that we've got to experience it. Everybody saw the the big hit on these guys losing their strength as such a negative that we stopped seeing them in games almost completely. But the yeah, the lower points cost paired with the fact that they are still tough five. Mm -hmm. um, tough five is huge. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's so. I mean, that's that's <clears> tougher <throat> than a troll, isn't it? Trolls are four. Yeah, trolls are four. So you're you're gonna slough off a lot of attacks that I think I think people are eventually gonna migrate back to these guys. I uh, I think um, as an anvil, um, the guy these guys are really really good mm -hmm. um i think they are the best anvil um that the wood elves have um and the reason i say that is they're they're so hard to to wound like i've had these guys be charged by um uh, demigriffs and um still survive and mm -hmm. not break from combat um now the trick the they're just now part is dealing less damage back they're dealing way <laughs> less damage back um so they are more purely an anvil sure and you need something that that, to, that can come in at the side and and you know support them and, right. and actually deal the damage or you know <clears throat> you need to you know cast mind razor or, <laughs> yeah. you know because they're leadership eight and three attacks of strength eight it's nothing to be sneezed at right um <laughs> that kind of makes me scared yeah. <laughs> it should um you know so these guys i think again um you're not going to see them in every list um, their weapon skill four. They've got a ballistic skill now. All the forest far spirits got a ballistic skill. They never, <laughs> never had that before. Um, and uh, you know they are initiative three, which is not bad for monstrous, uh, mon sure. monstrous infantry. Um, I think they're a reasonably solid choice. Yeah. 
I would say. Yep. All right. Uh, definitely took definitely yeah yeah, yeah. they definitely took less of a hit than than dryads that's for sure yeah they um, remain viable yeah these guys were never a mobile a mobile unit you know and they're still strength four which is you know as we know a lot better than strength three it's It's not great it's good it's good okay next up uh deep wood scouts yeah. So the deep wood is another area within um, within Athalorn, if I remember rightly, um, and these guys are effectively the same as the Glade Guard Scouts from the previous book. Um, they've got same Glade Guard profile. Um, they are, however, much cheaper. They're only thirteen points a model, um, much cheaper than they were in the previous book. Um, they have the Azrai longbow, um, scouts and skirmishers. Forest stalker always strikes first. Unit size five up, and they can take all the magic items, um, and Arrow, the all arrows. the magic arrows that the regular glade guard can take. Mm-hmm. And and the interesting part, they've still retained all their um, all of their command <laughs> options. Yeah, yeah. So These are scouts <clears throat> that can take a standard bearer right. and a musician. Yeah. Uh, so it's just you're just paying a point basically for scouts, scouts and skirmish. And skirmish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of Which fun. Pretty bargainous. Some you know some people create scenarios where you need a standard. To claim a, a yep. s- claim something and they you do. can start out the game with yeah, yeah, right claiming there. it mm-hmm. <laughs> like ding thanks <laughs> I've got a banner and yeah. I'm yeah I'm not because these guys uh, these guys could scout start the game scouted into a building yeah. with a standard yeah and stand there and pew pew the rest of the game yeah yeah so pretty um, cool like we said they can take all the enchanted arrows um again saw so another solid choice I think yep super good um, yeah. And I think uh, the the stuff that I've seen um, people taking these guys with um, the Hagbane, um, you know, for for dealing with war machines. Yeah. You know, you scout into short range mm-hmm. um, if you're and lucky. If you're lucky, um, or otherwise, because they're skirmishers, you can march and shoot. Um, mm-hmm. So you march into short range, and then yeah, unload, um, and you're going to take out. Yeah, you know, a, a unit of a unit of five is maybe a little too small. Probably, if you want to reliably take out a war machine a turn. Yeah, I think you're probably going to need. Yeah, um, I would do three of five. Is what I would do. Three units really? of five. Yeah, three of five <clears> or <throat> six. I'd and just do one of ten. I think. Man, I think. Yep. I um, like having them spread out. <laughs> I think the the tricky part about taking a unit of ten is. Uh, the vulnerability to magic missiles. Yeah. And then the skirmish, like, you know, you start spacing out 10 models with half, half an inch between, it gets to be a pretty big footprint. Yeah. Yeah, We are in two ranks. Well, you know, it it could be argued that the ultimate is, uh, is three by three in in a forest. Cause then, Mm. then (laughs) all of them can shoot, you know, and they're skirmishers. So they'd be stubborn in the woods. That's right. They would. Another thing, you know, at a stretch, a thing you can do with these guys, if you happen to want to fill up your rare section with tree men, then you can create a kind of way watchers light with yep. these guys. It's true. They end Give up not as bodkin. points effective, but yep. 18 points with the arcane bodkins. Yep. Um, kind of a, a lighter version of the way watcher. Well, yeah. yeah and if you're doing a, like a super themed way watcher, army then that would be what you do you'd max out way max way watchers and that max bunch. out these guys with the bodkins <laughs> mm-hmm. and take nothing but way watcher characters and then you you have a pew pew yeah and glade guard <laughs> yep and there you go now at, at only 13 points a model and unit size of five plus this is actually the the cheapest 
infantry and uh, cheapest unit you can get in the game in the in the army yeah uh, the great eagle is the one exception of course but um so you you can get you know five wounds of redirecting out of these guys mm -hmm. as well as you mm -hmm. know plinking off uh, wounds of tough things whatever you want to do yeah. um I think I think three units of five is not a bad way to spend the points. It's a hundred and yeah. hundred and ninety five points at that at that stage. But it's that you can certainly do your double fleas and yeah. You know, is there any kind of rule stuff. about whether you have to deploy anything what, in Warhammer? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> well, like if you filled your entire core full of glade riders who ambush, you, and you your can, entire special and rare full of way watchers this and scouts, then you don't deploy anything. Correct. Yeah, no, you, yeah, yeah. That's Regularly. actually one of that's one of the lists that people have been coming. Really? Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you take a, you take your general as a way watcher lord. No, you can't. Or, you can't do that. Or hero. Um, you can hero. you can take a you can take a yeah way watcher hero. But can he he can be the general. Eh? He can be the general, and mm -hmm. he scouts. And then you have nothing on the table. Nothing. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's totally plausible okay i'm deployed i get the plus one it will yeah. you put down your wood yeah, yeah. there you go you put down your one wood you and then you nice. let them deploy their entire army and then you just start coming on yeah nice. yeah and that's that's pretty viable i think and, and i don't think it's gonna be um super winny but uh, i think it's it gives you a lot um, of yeah. incredible tactical options mm -hmm. yeah well and um, when you think about it you're gonna start the game with the Turn one is really only going to be five skirmishing elf units that with bows. You're not going to have a lot of um, yeah, not, not a lot of combat. <laughs> not a lot of combat and then, options. And that... then your glade riders come on and do ooh, <laughs> a little bit more right. shooting. Yeah. You know? So it's it's so not, it's possible, but it's not. It's shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. It's shenanigans. It's, just, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. a gimmick. Yeah. 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 It would be fun to do one once and then right. realize it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the neat thing about it is, right, the scout models are just the Glade Guard models. So mm -hmm. you could mm -hmm. absolutely build that army and do just it. Just try it. And, and, and then put them all into Glade Guard. And then put them all into Glade Guard after, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd yeah. be funny. And not feel bad about you it. You know what? You, if you're going to do it, you should absolutely take um, your your Glade Riders in horde format. Yeah. And take oh, yeah. take 30, 30, 30 in the... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would, if you could have like because <laughs> that would actually be pretty effective then if you could make the just regular heroes on horses scouts then that would actually be pretty viable you could make like a giant death star oh, that'd be funny Blade Riders. The way they'd have to be ambushers yeah. yeah yeah that would be funny yeah if you could make them ambushers yeah. unfortunately anyway no. anyway <laughs> moving on moving on yeah <laughs> Okay, this um, this is my personal favorite and special. I have to say, um, uh, the Warhawk Riders. Mm -hmm. So these guys were in the previous book. Um, they were actually cheaper. This is the only thing that went up. Um, they were forty points in the previous book, but they were all sorts of wimpy. And now I think they're they're at least three shades of awesome. Yeah. Um, These guys are basically eagles now, right? Yeah. So yeah. they're 45 points a model. Um, <clears throat> the Warhawk has gone up to um, tough four and three wounds and initiative five. Awesome. So he's, he's strength four um, and weapon skill four. The riders on the back are just a standard elf profile, um, but they've also got ASF now. Um, the Warhawks have armor-piercing attacks, and the Riders have armor-piercing spears and bows. So everything that's coming from pew, these pew, bad guys pew. is is, is armor-piercing, which is great. Stab, stab, um, with wing spears and and being able to charge your strength four on their charge. So two attacks from your Warhawk, 
one attack from your rider that's three strength four armor piercing attacks on a charge not too shabby um the two neat things about them i think one is the predator's descent special rule which the warhawk has that gives them killing blow on the charge so again it's another little bit of fear to put into people mm -hmm. they got to think about that i've taken out you know the the skink priest and you know things that are irritating mm -hmm. with with that killing blow um and the other thing is that they are um of course they're flying cavalry so this is a monstrous cavalry unit that gets a stomp um that is also fast cav so they get a vanguard they skirmish um when they flee and then rally they can move mm -hmm. march move and shoot again you know because they're skirmishers they can are uh, and fast cav they can uh, march and shoot so these guys have a huge effective yeah. range um, and you're not limited in unit size where you used to be, you could only take between three and six. Um, it's not like you're likely to take a huge unit of them. Although I think there are some oh, builds where you could. Death star. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Could you imagine Hawk star. just maxing out your special with three units of these guys? And then a bunch yeah. of, a bunch of heroes on eagles yeah, with well, them. Yeah. Well, I've built that list. Uh, yeah? actually, yeah. And we'll talk oh, about it when we get to the list. Man. I've got it. Um, I think <laughs> the Hawk star. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's a pretty funny and remarkably effective list. Um, so we, we can talk about that when we Although get there. Although the characters can't join these guys still, right? They Why? cannot. Okay. They can't what? Uh, flying Fl characters can't join flying units. Yeah. In fact, no characters can join flying units at all. Oh, um, there's a couple that have a special know. rule that allow them to do it, I think. But, mm. but yeah, that's what kind of screws uh, Bretonians as well. And uh, uh, Pterodons. Pterodons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of hopefully it, in ninth they get rid of that <laughs> yeah. because that because then it doesn't would, make any sense. It doesn't, and it yeah. would, and we would see a lot more flying units in the game, which would which be great. It's fun because the models yeah. are amazing mm -hmm. now. Yep. Ever since they started making them with plastic kits, it's like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> the models stay up. <laughs> yeah, and that was, that was a one little downside is yeah. we didn't get a Warhawk special I'm kit. Sorry, I was really hoping for like a dual kit Warhawk Great Eagle. You know, mm -hmm. uh, or maybe something that, you know, maybe there was going to be a flying rare choice. That would have been epic. Like the owls. But, well, the rumored owls. I don't know about that. <laughs> but what I was half expecting was the Warhawks would remain kind of light and fast. And then there would be like kind of a, like a big armored bird. Like a medium cavalry version, you know, mm. that was tougher or something. But, but these guys. Whatever. These, these, they're just, enough, these yeah, guys they feel just, like medium cavalry. They do. They, they, yeah. they kind of are, except, you know, they've no armor, right? So they've yeah. only got the six up mounted. Um, but they're harder to shoot at because they're skirmishers. Mm -hmm. and and they're they tough, tough four, four yeah. and they've got three, and three wounds. wounds each. And, you know, so that's at, at 135 points, you're getting nine wounds at tough four. Um, that's not too shabby. No. You know, you know for a 20 inch uh, march range. So you've got an effective 30 inch range, uh, 50 inch range because you march 20 and shoot 30. So you can deploy these guys. If you deploy them, no matter where you deploy them, you'll be able to shoot anything. Um, because much. they Vanguard 12, you basically have a 62-inch effective range from wherever you're deployed. <laughs> so just hide them in the corner when you deploy. <laughs> I, so, yeah. Deploy them first. Yeah. yeah. These are guys that I tend to deploy early on because, yeah, I can move them Easy wherever drop. I want. Yep. And people don't don't pay attention to them, right? You know, they end up being more effective than they should be because mm -hmm. people are worried about other things in the army. Well, yeah, it's like flyers usually don't do much, but I think these guys could. These guys do, yeah. you know. They they they, you know, they're not going to uh, overwhelm a combat unit. No, but they're going to take out archers. They're going to take out war machines. Sure, yeah. They're going to take out chaff, and they're going to survive. 
Um, so, yeah, I love these guys. So Sisters of the Thorn. This is a new unit to the Wood Elf Army. Um, people have been comparing them um, somewhat wrongly and unfairly, I think, to the uh, the Warlocks. Why unfairly? Um, well, because I think they perform a very different role um, in the army. Um, but on face value, they certainly they have obvious they have similarities. obvious similarities in that they're you're fast, right. They do four. fast cav who can cast spells. Yeah. Um, with a four up ward. With a four up ward, yeah. So, so yeah. Let's let's just go into that. Yeah. These guys are or girls, I should say. <laughs> um, they have um, an extra pip of ballistic skill, so they're ballistic skill five, and their leadership nine, fast cavalry, um, twenty six points per model. Um, they ride what's called a steed of Isha, and so Isha is one of the uh, elf goddesses. Um, the steeds are are move nine strength four which is kind of nice mm-hmm. um so what are these guys armed with they've got black briar dra- black briar javelins Bri- that's not Bri- easy <laughs> that's not, that's not <laughs> easy to say <laughs> yeah um so they that basically gives them poison attacks i love that this that the javelins are on their backs crossed it just looks so cool yep. yeah yeah Really cool models. Uh, I do like the models. This is a brand new dual kit with the Wild Riders, which we'll get to next. Um, so these guys, they've got these um, stag type models. The range on their javelin is only 12 inches. Strength is user. It's armor piercing. So it's going to be strength three most of the time, um, poison and armor piercing. So the two special rules they've got that are interesting is this um, Daughters of Eternity special rule, which is the four up ward. And the Deepwood Coven special rule, which is what turns them into wizards. Mm-hmm. So there there's are... also just just to mention, there's also a, a little bit of ambiguity with their javelins, isn't there? And <laughs> yeah. Well, only if you try and interpret them as being a regular javelin with extra rules, because they don't actually have the quick to fire rule on the profile for this weapon. Correct. So as it's, I mean, it's another thing that might be FAQ'd, but as it stands right now, you can't use these as quick to fire weapons. Which is really sad, you yeah. know, because you march the fast cav and then they can't shoot. Right. Uh, uh, um, they, they can shoot, but they get the minus one penalty. Yeah. And because they've got such a short range weapon, you know, you have to get close up and then somebody charges you and you can't stand and shoot. Right. Um, or, you know, so it, it it's, Seems yeah. like a. It seems like it must be an oversight as well. There's I think no it, way he can't have intended them to have that rule. I think it is an oversight. Um, rules is written; they don't get it. Um, I'm pretty sure that that will be adjusted as soon as Games Workshop gets off its butt and really starts releasing <laughs> FAQs again. Yeah, it's kind of it's tough because you know, like the spear, the way they, the way they ordered it, it seems pretty obvious that they wanted the spears in this book to function differently than the real spear, but they still give it the spear name. And here you feel like they wanted the javelins to function like a javelin, but they didn't include that, you know, clearly. Yep. And yeah, just kind of. Yeah, for sure. So, so Deepwood Coven then, um, this is the special rule. Yeah. That, that makes them the level two wizard. So what's interesting here is, so they've got two choices of spells, or sorry, they get two spells, I should say. Um, Shield of Thorns, which is, of course, you know, um, a very fluffy choice given the name is the Sisters of the Thorn. 
Um, and the curse of Anrahir um, from the lore of beasts. So, so one's from lore of life, one's from lore of beasts. Um, thoughts on the spells? Well, uh, I think it's worth pointing out that curse of Anrahir is a kind of a fluffy choice for them as well, right? Because the fluff for that spell is that brambles are kind of mm -hmm. coming out the ground and yeah, I think, um, wrapping I think it around is, yeah. people. So it seems like both of the spells were were picked for fluff reasons rather than um, kind of utility reasons. Like with the Warlocks, it was pretty obvious that they were given two spells that function very well with, with fast cav yep. unit. You know, the one spell where you can zoom in, unleash a very powerful magic missile, and another one where you can zoom in and do a, a big bubble of minus one strength and toughness. So two very strong utility spells with these guys it's harder to to really yeah it, to really pick out it a, feels a like solid they're utility weak. it feels like they're weak but um i've had curse go off on me and curse can be a pain in the ass it can curse be a pain really can, yeah. especially since as <clears> it's worded can't it stack yes so if you have multiple curses uh -huh. um I I believe that you would be taking a dangerous terrain test for each curse. And then also if you're already taking a dangerous terrain test and you have curse isn't no. it minus 2? No. So no? so the way okay. that the the wording works, it, 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 the way that the spell works is um you take a dangerous terrain test on a 1 or a 2, mm -hmm. you fail. Right. Okay. And you treat all terrain even open terrain as dangerous terrain. Okay. So what that means is uh, if you march, charge, flee, pursue, or overrun, mm -hmm. um, you're losing a third of your unit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, when you just think about that spell, you're like, oh, this is a spell that I always just take the signature when I roll it, right? No way, man. But yeah, it could be actually you, a really powerful When you put spell. this up against what the Wood Elves normally have problems with, which is heavy armor, Yep. it destroys sure. those units. destroys armor. It's great for hordes. Right? Yeah. You're taking out a third of a horde. And for the kind of MSU tactics of wanting to focus all your units on one mm -hmm. enemy block at the moment um, at a time while ensuring that the other one can't get involved in combat yeah. for a little while. Yeah. You just keep it out, out of combat for a turn or... Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So so I think, I mean, I think it's a very solid spell. It, it is. Like a, a three, three demigriffs, you could end up losing one demigriff. Mm-hmm just on one bad roll with yeah i just yeah and and it's a low casting value isn't it no and that's that's i think the problem yeah is, that is the problem oh, it's okay. it's a 10 um do they get the or they... they do not get the bonus to cast in a forest okay. um however they do get a plus one to cast for each rank of five that they have beyond the first right to okay. maximum of plus three so if you've got if you've got um you know a full 20 of them um <laughs> Yeah, uh, you could cast as as a level five, um, but you know normally I think if you're either going to be given plus two or maybe plus three at a stretch with a unit like this, at twenty six points a model, mm -hmm. that's two hundred and sixty points into a single unit is is pretty hefty. Yeah, um, you know they're going to keep their points well because they've got a four up board, uh, but. They, the, the you know, the, the other thing about it is, so the Shield of Thorns, um, I think it's an okay spell. It's okay. I mm -hmm. wish they had um, combined, I love Curse of Anrahir, I wish they had combined it with something a little more offensive as the second spell. 
Yeah, I think Amber um, Spear. Amber Spear. That's. I mm. wish they had given them Amber Spear. That would have been brutal. Yeah, like fast cav up into a flank and just. Amber I think. Spear through, I think why know? they gave them Shield of Thorns aside from the fluff is also because the um, lore attribute from the lore of life allows you to heal a wound. So um, this just makes them yet again an amazing character bunker because mm-hmm. you can. You can cast that shield of thorns on themselves on something else, um, and uh, and heal, uh, heal, the, heal the wound. Shield of thorns also remains in play, and it's not annoying enough for most people to dispel. Um, so it's kind of good at the start of the game. You can cast it on like an eagle or a warhawk unit, mm-hmm. um, and you know people will just leave it there and, and forget about it. And now your unit that was you know kind of doing. Um, five or six wounds is doing seven or eight wounds or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. So it's one of those things for the early game where you have very few yep. solid options. Just... Yep. And it's not bad at the late game when you might have lost your wizard. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's or a another... way to draw out some dice. Yep. It's yep. another spell that you've got available. Yeah. And healing that one wound um, can be very nice. You know, you can mm-hmm. you can cast it again and again. So it, it, I think you're right. I think they're not immediately obviously useful. Right. But here's the thing. Every Wood Elf player that's been playing for a long time has been restricted to either Beast or Life. And so we've had these spells many times, <laughs> and we've seen the uses that they've got, and we've used them. And, and you know, we can figure things out and, and figure out ways to use them effectively. So it's not terrible. Right. And really with these, it, it seems like with these girls, you're not buying them for the spells anyway. No. It's although a great, think- even without the spells... They're a great unit. I think they yeah. are. And yeah. in the role that we see, obviously, most often, which is as a kind of wizard bunker. Yep. A fast, mobile wizard bunker. Yep. I, I think that the away, one, one last thing just about the Deepwood Coven rule is that when they miscast, they take D3 wounds with no saves. And that is way, way more punishing than what happens with the Doomfire Warlocks. What happens to them? They take D3 hits. mm Right, um, and Ouch. it doesn't matter what strength it is; they still get their ward save against it. Right. So these guys just take you just roll a d3, and you take mm. off that many models, um, which which hurts. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, I think obviously you're saying they're they're a fantastic bunker. They can take a fifty point magic standard up to, but honestly, I think the the standards you see on these guys are going to be the. Um, the gleaming pennant to get their the reroll because they magic might be resistance. The magic resistance is going to be number one, yeah. right? Leash bone pennant. They get the three up ward against spells, mm-hmm. um, and and potentially maybe the um, the leadership st- uh, one, the plus one leadership. Because you're going to have your general in there. If that's your general, yeah. yeah, and you want to get the leadership ten. So um, those are all fifteen point banners. Right? Yeah. So they don't need that 50 point. Why couldn't they have given the 50 point to the Wildwood Rangers? <laughs> exactly. Who actually need it? Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, so I think these guys, another solid choice. Um, I think if you're not running them as a bunker, um, I think they're great as a five model, uh, you know, fast cav unit because mm-hmm. they're actual fast cav yeah. that start, you They'd know. They'd be a good distraction. At that point, the missing the quick to fire rule becomes kind of kind of it, starts to hurt more it does when you're trying to use them in that role it's true but they're also poison attacks in close combat true which is not bad mm-hmm. um you know 130 points for for a five-man four-up ward redirector that's not terrible right um and they're gonna last a lot longer than and they'll do pretty well on. you know against 
charging other fast cav because their their steeds are obviously more badass than most fast cav and they have the poison. So yeah, for sure. <clears throat> okay, uh, last of the <sighs> special choices, and uh, arguably, arguably the the biggest change. Um, <laughs> For any of the units in in the game or in the in the army book, the Wild Riders. A lot has been said about these guys. Yeah, it's all deserved. It's, they are truly these guys are pretty truly intense. incredible I mean, unit. To me, they 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 typify the glass cannon that the yeah. uh, Wood Elves really um, really are. So let's just go through them real quick. Um, they've got weapon skill five. So, uh, so just changes from the standard elf profile, weapon skill five, base strength four, which is pretty huge and yeah. leadership nine. Mm -hmm. Um, they've also got the Azrai spear and light armor. They're 26 points a model. They come on the steed of Kronos, which has the same profile as the steed of Isha's strength four. But, uh, um, as we'll get to in a minute, that's a little bit heftier. So, um, the riders have ASF and they have devastating charge. So um, they've automatically then got an extra attack on the charge. Um, the whole model's fast cav causes fear, forest stalker, and frenzy. Right. Um, and so it's kind of funny when you just look at the stats on paper, it's like, meh. And Man, then when whatever. you add in the special rules, you add in the, special the devastating rules. charge and the frenzy. Yeah. So and they just become blenders. For sure. So, so again, ambiguity. Um, the model has frenzy. Um, so they, they explicitly state riders only for always strikes first and for devastating charge, but not for the frenzy. Right. And so it's not really ambiguous. It's just well, the whole model you know, has you, it. Well, you know, you surprised how many people um, are, are complaining about that. Hmm. Um, there's a number of other models. What is the, it to complain about? In the game that say frenzy in the army book, and then they were FAQ'd to say only applies to the okay. only applies to the rider or whatever. But unless so, it specifies, then it applies to every part of the model. Yep, it does, and you know that's how you should play it. Right, rules is written. The mount also has frenzy. Mm -hmm. So adding that all up, <laughs> when you charge, um, so awesome. you have three attacks from the rider with ASF and two attacks from the mount. So five, five attacks total per model. Per model. So um, a unit of six, um, which is how I've been running them gets you 30 attacks on the charge strength four strength, strength five, five on, on the, the riders charge, yeah oh. because they've got spears 18 and strength with five armor and with armor piercing so negative four. three off that arm armor Ouch. Uh, yeah so they Ouch. they hit like a ton of bricks they really do so they're 26 points a model they can take a magic banner up to 50 uh and they can take shields at two points a model which i don't know why you wouldn't yeah, uh, you absolutely want to give these guys a four-up armor save. They get the talismanic tattoos to give them a six-up ward, so that is exactly the same armor save as Treekin right there. Mm -hmm. Now you're only tough three versus tough five, but you know having that armor save can really help. So twenty-eight points a model. Um, this is just twenty-eight points of awesome, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean they combine hitting power and mobility in a way that. There, but I I can't think of any other unit in the game that does. What other model has five attacks at that sort of point 
level. You know, there's had not a, much. Had a five, had a twenty-five mil wide. <laughs> twenty-five mil wide. Yeah. In no. special. Yeah. You know. I yeah. can't think of one either. And yeah. to combine it with fast, you know, the vanguard yeah. and the yeah. reforms. Yeah. And yeah. you can take full command. You can right? take full command. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I don't run these guys with any command, um, and I think. You know, there's frenzy is is a blessing and a curse, right? Sure. Um, um, what I've found is, you know, you, people will feed them something and you charge, and you know, you're you're off away down in the flank. But you know what? I don't care. Right. You just wiped out some unit. I've wiped out a unit. I move nine. Now I'm in your backfield, and you can turn, maneuver as many times as you need to get out of there. In your yep. next turn, I'm uh, turn two. I might do nothing because all I've done is maneuver. But turn three, I'm charging something up the ass. And you have leadership nine anyway, so leadership frenzy nine. is not oh, that man, much of a big a flank deal. Flank rear charging with these guys is just yeah. gonna destroy things. Yeah. I've, I've felt it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a. I think just an entire unit of bestigals just disintegrate yeah. from a double charge uh, two units of those was it two units i think i think it was, was just the one i think it was just the one these are the guys i've, I've like retconned it in my mind yeah. to two just to make it a little better but yeah, yeah. this I think is where you want to get your eternal guard in there to tar pit something yeah or your or your tree can, tree can yeah or these your, guys are absolutely your hammer coming yeah. from the side yeah and uh, you know at the well, what did you just calculate for a unit of six? 30. With this, with the... 31. In terms no, of points. Points cost. 168. Yeah. 168. So just the fact that for pretty minimal cost, you can have three three units of these on the table. Points. It makes, with the, combining that with the mobility, it just makes it almost impossible to prevent getting some kind of flank or rear charge from these guys. Yeah. 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 But so <clears throat> so what I found is, you know, people... People who have played against Wood Elves know exactly how hard they hit. Yeah. And so magic missiles and... And, and just BS shooting. And BS shooting stuff, yeah. are going on them. Mm. That's why you need the four-up armor. You know, BS shooting, yeah. a lot of the time, you're at least being able to save. Because you're only tough three, so you're taking wounds most mm -hmm. of the time. Um, but it's the fireballs that kill you. Yeah. Right? Um, oh, lore Master, you know, any of yeah. the... The ones that just get all the dribbling through the uh, oh god, so yeah. many spells that I have to dispel. So many magic missiles. They yeah. chip away. But here's the here's the fun thing about them. You chip away. You chip away. You chip away. I'm going to charge you with two models and still wreck your face. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That is the th yeah. yeah. That's awesome. True. Um, they where they fall down. Um, they don't break steadfast. Right. You know, and if you can survive one round of combat. Then the yeah. uh, the power goes down. The power goes down considerably. Now now all of the attacks are strength four. There's still four strength four attacks, right. two of which are armor piercing, but but they do not grind well. Yeah, they do not grind well. And this is where you know you have to go back to the wood elf uh, um, standard of of um, multi charges. Yeah. yeah, right. Just overwhelm them completely. Yeah, yeah. You you need you need support. Um, you need. Uh, I generally, when I'm charging, I want to be charging with two units minimum and mm -hmm. three units, ideally. Um, and so what I've done with these guys is, I this is where I love the Warhawk Riders so much, um, is uh, I will, I, I've taken three units, I've taken them multiple times now. I'll pop one on one flank and the other two on the other flank. Mm -hmm. And the Warhawk Riders in front of those those two on that flank. And so they'll all vanguard and the Warhawk riders will be in front. So that means I get to choose 
if I want to charge or not. I won't be charging on turn one because I've vanguarded. Um, usually I'm giving away the first turn anyway, right? But um, I get to make the choice. Um, and I've, uh, uh, because it's very easy for me to choose to charge out of the way with the Warhawk riders mm -hmm. and have the Wild Riders then charge into whatever I want to hit right. with. Or I can indeed double charge with the Warhawk riders and Wild Riders and what have you. And um, most of the time people are directing their attacks back at the Wild Riders so the Warhawk riders don't die anyway. <laughs> um, if there's anything if there's anything left after you've hit. Yeah. yeah. So um, these guys, I think, they fall down against other ASF um, a little bit. Uh, because they, while they do all their wounds, um, they're taking a ton of wounds. Where they mm -hmm. where they are best is against stuff that doesn't have ASF, right? Um, because then they've chipped off a whole bunch of attacks. Yeah. So, for example, hitting the side of a block of high elf spearmen with these guys, um, you you lose a ton of dudes. Where if you were hitting a block of, um, you know orc spearmen or, or you know dwarves <laughs> or anything like that you're actually killing a bunch before you're taking the attacks back you could but you even if you probably have to kill half my unit of goblins in one yeah. Yeah. in one charge right, man i killed uh <laughs> poor ryan i killed 25 of his saurus before he had a chance to attack back <sighs> uh, 25 out of 28 and so, tough four so he wasn't steadfast anymore tough <laughs> no. four saurus yeah <laughs> Um, it was kind of gross. Do you feel, do you feel dirty? About I did. That? I felt dirty after that. <laughs> was that was with like, how many units was that? That was, um, six, six in one flank and two in the other flank. Mm. Um, so it was <laughs> eight, eight, eight guys. Yeah. What else do these guys not do well against? Uh, what happens if you charge two units of them straight into a Kadai destroyer? Yeah. Not too well against that. <laughs> um, because they, they don't, they don't have magical <laughs> attacks. Right. Um, so um, they need magic buffs to take out to take right. out a Kadai for sure. Um, they, I think they also aren't great against um, demon princes. Um, sure, they don't get their rerolls against a demon prince. So while they're going first, um, they're like against demon prince of Nurgle. They're only hitting on fives. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, I've I've thrown them into everything to see how they do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you um, got to experiment, right? Yep, yeah, but they're they're. Epic against Stegodons. Um, they'll just wreck a Stegodon. Right. Um, yeah, they would. Because yeah. um, they go first with rerolls and they're strength five. Um, so so assume, let, let's say you're counting on these guys to be your main damage output for your list. So you're maybe, you know, taking three, you know, units of them of six to maybe eight mm -hmm. models. Um, what would be the lore that you would want to pair with them? Um, I think you've got a bunch of good choices because these guys, um, and we can talk about this more in the next episode when we talk about lowers, but I think these guys, a lot of the time, um, I'm not, I'm not doing anything with them because they hit so hard by themselves. I'm using my magic right. for other stuff. Um, the, um, the stuff that I've had success with, with these guys, shadow, where I've withered something in order to make it even more likely for them to wound. Yeah. Or I've miasmed something to make them more likely to hit. Right. That helps that elf on elf match up. Yep. Okay. Um, or made them harder to hit back. Right. Now, so what um, about, good. uh, doesn't, doesn't light increase. What can light do? Uh, I'm not, I haven't taken can double your attacks. I think. Yeah. Right? Light, light gives you ASF and gives you a plus one attack. 
uh, like that uh, time warp. Yeah, um, right. And I think there's another one that Can gives you weapon like, skill 10 yeah. or something. Um, and I haven't really experimented with that because usually they're they're hitting pretty hard. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think you need light. Um, beasts, of course, a Wissens on those sure. guys uh. is is very, very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now they're strength six armor piercing on the charge and they're tough four um it's it's actually pretty amazing yeah Wissens is awesome. and they're cavalry so it's one less to cast on them yep. yeah Ugh. um so so and that's that's pretty fun woods. um and and the other one that i had though this is where tom's pain came from was oh. was dark magic oh. where i did the um the the le leadership test bomb um God. on all of his units hmm. which is every time you fail a leadership test your leadership goes down. your leadership goes down by one and so these guys cause fear but so every unit affected by the spells every unit goes yeah. down by yeah. one it's a big so, bubble oh, yeah, so I, yeah it happened to my goblins so as soon as I, I started failing leadership and then i could just never make a leadership after that and yep. all of a sudden my it just gets worse and worse and worse board. yeah that was uh, my first my first game against Wood Elves, and it was three turns. Did I last three, three? turns? Or was yeah. it just two? No, it was three, three turns. Yeah. And my entire army and was like, off well, the board. Well, I'm going to flip the table now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is this what it's going to be like playing Wood Elves now? But yeah. That was just a particularly, that was a particularly brutal combination of, yeah, um, of stuff. Of the spells working perfectly with the build. Yeah. And I, and I think. Um, yeah, we'll definitely talk more about magic lore choices in the next episode. Yeah. Um, uh, I think these guys. I, I like the models. They're they're super dynamic. I don't like the mm -hmm. horns on the uh, on the on the stags particularly because they they sit raised up. So I've converted all yeah. of mine to to either be flatter down on the on the wild riders and then on the sisters. I just cut the horns off and made them look like actual deer horn. Yeah, they mm -hmm. look a lot better that way. Yeah, I yeah. like them. I like them like that. I'm not sure how I feel about. I kind of wish they were just like sitting down a little more on the stag. They're kind the of they're all kind of like standing up. like standing up off the off yeah. the stag look, makes them look kind of a little bit prancy. They are a little bit prancy. Um, prancy elves. What do you want? <laughs> and I I like the old wild rider models too. Um, they were on the horses with the metal heads and the, and they were all yeah. kind of mm. they were a bit more. Uh, wild in a rough woodsy sort of way. They had furs and tattoos sure. and stuff. So, so. These definitely look more like kind of magical, mystical yeah. kind of. Yeah, exactly. Things. They're all they're all horns and cloaks and the helmets are a genius in my mind. I love mm. the these helmets. Yeah, I didn't like the sisters ones because they had a great big crest in the middle. Yeah, and so I just cut the crest off and gave them mm. all just little, they just little horns. Yeah, um, looks much better. So so yeah, that is the wild riders. That wraps up special. I think that wraps That's up. That's got to wrap up this the, episode. The episode. <laughs> um, so we got through uh, fluff, army-wide rules, core, oh, and special. Oversized meatball. So in the next episode, episode 11, we'll cover rare characters, magic items, magic choices, and army builds. So... Dang it, we talked a lot longer than I thought we would. <laughs> um, yeah. Stick three nerds in front of microphones. Yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. Uh, next episode, we'll also talk a lot about uh, Secret Army Project. Oh, yeah, Secret Army Project. Um, I'm so excited about that. And I don't know. Do you think we'll get a chance to record before the Sparkle Party? I think so. Yeah. I think we, we should, should, we should, we should try, to go. try to record next okay. week if so. we can. Okay. Right, see how we go. Okay, well, thanks, folks, for sticking with us um, through the rest of this episode, and we will talk to you again soon. Mm -hmm.